So last time, we started with Roxanne bartering away her time and company to the final boss in exchange for some information on how to kill an exceptionally problematic insect. And then you used that information to make a capital W capital S weird sword. And then you used that weird sword to track the changeling wife, Idria, and the human child she is holding hostage to a little bug out hole under a tree in the deeps of the spring woods. So you know where he is now. Then, knowing what the kid's face is, you took that to the LAPD, you got a missing person sketch up, and then you got called by Dave, who said, hey, uh, your missing persons is in my daughter's class. <laughs> Maybe check that out. Dave is just a fucking locus of weird shit. <laughs> just super not bothered by it anymore, really. Just kind of like, okay, tell me what I need to know to have this not be a problem, and I'll do it. A wizard told me that wizards exist, so now I'm kind of cool with it. <laughs> yep. So, we left off last time with Roxanne and Steiner catching sight, or rather, catching mutual sight of the changeling child, who now knows your face and is freaked out that two highly magical individuals just showed up at this school he's spending time at as part of his cover life. You have the plates that his, in fire quotes, parents drive under. And I, we can do a little bit of time saving and just say that you sent those back to Officer Rosalind and she talks with the DMV and gets you the address on file for that family. So, what now, players? So we've got the locations of what? We, we, we know where all of the people that we need to uh, perform some invasive surgery on are. Mm-hmm. I guess we're just waiting on uh, Prince Dwyer to come back with yeah. this thing. Is that all that you're waiting for? I think so. We've got the knife. We just need a way to like suspend a person while we are... I, Actually, I guess, okay, I guess we need one other thing, don't we? I guess we need a way of, like, actually disabling a person in order to do the other half, which is the whole not die spell, don't we? Uh, yeah, I think or am I, so. Or am I off base here? So you have an anesthesia spell in the works. Essentially you're going to be bringing in a specialist once Dweer gets the politics of it all figured out. The extraction method is actually the one thing that you're missing. That I can think of, at least. Oh. 
Right, okay, hold on. I guess I need to, like, restructure how I'm thinking about this, then. Extraction method. Um... I mean, either to me. This is what makes sense to me. Like, I don't know that Steiner is that kind of surgeon. Like, uh... I mostly cut things off. Putting them back together is... is... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're more of the, like, put bolts into a person's elbow kind of dude. You're not so much the cut open their chest cavity and extract huge parasites from it. Like, I could cut their chest cavity open and pull the parasite out, and keeping them alive? That's a little iffy. Like, um, I could definitely get the parasite out of there. Um, <laughs> also might freak the hell out of the parasite in the process. Yeah. That's what the... I thought that's what the anesthetic spell was also part of, was that it was supposed to, like, keep them alive if something goes bad. I have a stupid idea. I love those. I have a lot of those. Uh, to to well, clarify real quick, Ape, before you get into your idea, the anesthetic spell is to put the changelings under so that they don't trip the suicide network manually. Okay. All right. So, could Roxanne just teleport them out? Uh, no. No. But only because, like, I mean, if you want me to make funny a funny joke about it, like, I don't know, maybe in theory Roxanne could teleport the person and leave the parasite there, but I somehow don't think it'll work. Like, they, they're two discrete entities. Switch, I am not. (laughs) If you're ever unsure, maybe throw dice at the problem and try and get some extra information out of the DM. Like I was I was thinking we have an inn at the hospital, right? That was like the first hunt we did after we that that was the ads the first ads fight. We have somebody who works at the hospital. Maybe they know someone who's also like exposed to the weird shit and we could get their help. Raffaella is a normie. She's a she's one of those sort of normal people Emery has networked around. I'm not talking about like making her do it. I'm seeing if she knows like a doctor who like a surgeon who would be able to do that sort of stuff who's in the know of the weird stuff and they could potentially help out, but... Okay, question, actually. Because I don't Uh think... Like, not to shit on your idea, Colin, but I don't think, like... Well... I I mean, I know mine's a long shot. What do the Fae do when they have, like, to get their appendix removed? (laughs) (laughs) They probably don't have appendices. Well, they have to have some kind of magical problems. Honestly, I have thought about this, and uh, in pre-Morgan times, there are doctors who have to, like, fucking know on the down low, hey, this person's anatomy is going to be slightly different. They might be pregnant for, like, a year instead of nine months because they are not human. Uh, So I'm just going to have to edit some books a little bit here and there, but... Are they still on just, like, 
I'm going to whip you with this bundle of mint and sage, and if you die, God wanted you to die. <laughs> no. No, they're not no, on the, that. The people of the Feywilds are definitely not there. Especially like, not You can just, like, court. throw healing spells at shit. I imagine your medical technology doesn't advance too much. Well, I was, I was speaking about Earth doctors on, uh, for, for that sort of thing. So the issue does remain throughout all of this that, like, trying to extract the insect causes it to release its poison. Isn't that the anesthesia thing? No, the anesthesia thing's for specifically for the changelings. Um, then in that case, uh... Sorry, I guess I'm, like, writing up a list of things that we need. No, that's good. Glad somebody is. I would like to throw dice at the problem. Okay. Uh, so I guess it's that's it's probably just a sort of generic sharp roll, and we'll treat it as something halfway between investigate a mystery and read a bad situation. It'll be an ideas roll. Uh, actually, read a bad situation literally has the question: What is the best way to protect the victims? Ah, uh, yeah. Okay. So let me roll sharp real quick. That's a seven. What's the best way to protect the victims? So that there's a couple of ways that you could go about this. Uh, honestly, the idea of having Roxanne teleport the insects out of their host's body isn't bad. It'd be difficult because they're like conjoined essentially the the parasites aren't fully physical creatures so they are bonded a bit it would just it would be more difficult than a normal multi-person teleport okay also if you could like find a way to make the insects intangible you might be able to just have them like drop out of the body and then because they're intangible their poison will also be intangible um is today a day that magpie and emery and them are up in the desert doing stuff because that's an idea yeah. i would like to bounce up from magpie okay, uh, it... well no it's been like three days since this case started yeah i'm willing to say that they finished up and they are convalescing after another multi-day hunt. Okay, so uh, I don't. Well, if they're just if they're resting, I don't want to bother Magpie during rest time. Um, she's fine to have conversations. Just don't ask her to throw down with anything. Okay, yeah, I'll, I'm gonna go to Magpie and see if she and I can Wait. hammer out some way to make the bugs intangible. Are we allowed to talk with Magpie about this stuff? You can't, you probably can't do any, like, details because of the contracts, but you can, like, ask her about, you, you can't spitball spellcraft ideas out of her son's context. Okay. Just say, like, hey, we're doing a job. Uh, can't talk about it because of Faye horseshit, but let me bounce this off of you. Right. Got okay. it. All right. Yes. And that is essentially what I will do. I'll go I'll go up to Magpie and see if we can hammer out a way of making something inside a person intangible. 
Alright. Let me uh give me just a second. Because this is a big magic. Yeah, I figured as much. So let me pull up the PDFs so I can look at those. Okay. Oh shit, I just realized. We uh-huh. do know somebody who could sew them back up if we had to. And they're in the ravens. In fact, they're a leader of one of the raven cells. Who, Abe? Yeah. All right, yeah, you can keep him on tap if this method doesn't pan out. Okay. There, I wrote out everything that made sense to, for me to write out, and I don't think I missed anything obvious. Capture changelings, question marks. Keep them calm so they don't activate the suicide insect. Summer prince whose name I don't want to spell is working on an anesthesia spell. Correct. Remove insect safely. Sever the connection between the insects, but we can't stop them from detonating on their own. Optional, safely transport until such time they are destroyed. Destroy the insects. The sword might work. Are we even supposed to do this bit? <laughs> I don't remember if we actually just need to, like, remove them or if we need to kill them. I don't know if, if the court wants the insects back. That wasn't ever actually stated at any point. Nobody's asked. I mean... Okay. And they didn't offer it. Okay. I mean, if they didn't specify, then I feel like that is probably an optional, like, objective here. We will probably have to ask at some point. But it's not something we really need to worry about. Yeah, the the prince and princess are more concerned with just getting this situation as is resolved than disposing of the parasites. But that, as I see it, are all the, like, fucking actionable items we've got to work on. So, Grant, you and Magpie uh, sit down and you just spitball off each other for a while. Give me a weird roll as just a kind of, like, where are you at kind of thing. Eight. An eight. Okay. So, it's going to take you a couple more days in order to put it together. This is temporary intangibility while useful. Tends to be more trouble than it's worth, so it's not a spell people keep on tap. Mm -hmm. You you are going to have to take a couple of days to put everything together. Also, you're going to need some components. Fortunately, you have one of them in-house. You need something that is conditionally tangible to begin with, and that's Damerol. Yeah. Damerol is tangible as he wants. Yeah. So you've got that, but you're also going to need some, like, dried and powdered bark from a weird tree out in one of the Fey Courts. It's altogether the difficult thing is going to be time and also power. Specifically, the difficulty is that you are trying to make something that is inside something else intangible without making the thing it is inside intangible. You are going to need external power sources in order to allow yourself the focus for targeting. Okay. Doesn't Steiner have a bunch of, like, magic batteries set up in his, uh, lab for, like, yeah, catching and magic was, energy? And yeah. I was actually, honestly, 100% willing to 
burn my uh, person with a plan forward for that. Because I still have that. Sounds like a pretty good use for it, all told. Yeah. So, so like, we, we need a big fucking magic battery. Oh, yeah, well, I kind of have that back at my house, so let me go grab it real quick. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I have the Abe the other, One last thing, Abe, before you get there. The other thing is that there is a chance, um, unless you want to spend on the order of weeks nailing this down, which you don't have time to do. Right. Uh, there is a chance that this spell will be unstable. So you're going to need to be extremely careful during the process. Okay. So, Ape Thought. Alright, so I had the Ape Thought earlier, and since then I've been going down the list of people we know who might be potentially useful, and um, Jack's weird shadow shit seems pretty good at keeping people alive. That might come in useful. Possibly. That was more that he can make his shadows solid enough to bridge the gaps that couldn't be formed by just stitching George shut. It, it is true that it is highly flexible and it can get very small, so it can dig things out. It could probably out. contain the poison. Possibly. So yeah, Jack and A potentially very helpful in this if we decide we need them, and since they are ravens, hopefully the court wouldn't put up too much of much of a fuss over bringing them in if necessary. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's take stock one more time. I, I'm going to tell you guys that, like, as soon as we're actually ready to start moving, Dweer is going to have the anesthesiologist ready. So, like, okay. don't worry about that. That'll take care of itself. It, it, it'll be ready as soon as you actually ask me for it. Okay. You can sever the connections between the insects so extracting them doesn't cause them to set off their mated pairs in the others. And now, so long as all of the spells go correct, you can extract them from their hosts. Safely transporting them and destroying them is still a question mark, but I mean, ideally you can just like put them in a silver tray and hand them off to one of the lesser royals and say, solve this yourself. Hello, this is me passing the buck. So the only things, the only thing left now at this point is actually like securing all of the involved parties. Eurys is in captivity, possibly on purpose. It's a little unclear, but he's in there. Idria and Eric, the hostage, you know where they are, but you don't have them. And Perud, you know where he's living, but again, you don't have him. So what do you do, players? Hmm. Idria and Eric, you can probably leave. You can probably just do the anesthetic spell on them in their hidey hole and just knock them out that way. Yeah. But 
if you invade a human household and fire a knockout spell at what appears to be an eight-year-old child, that might cause you more problems than you can deal with. We might be arrested, question mark? <laughs> I'll never be arrested. They'll never take me alive. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never find my secret base. See, the problem is... At that point, you get the DHEA involved, and there is only so much leeway Ashley is willing to grant you before she just decides, mm, no, no, this is too shady. You people are too dangerous to be allowed to keep operating and gets your shit shut down. I can just imagine Grant and Steiner, Thelma and Louise, it off the edge of a cliff while outrunning the cops slash DHEA. Well, yeah, but then halfway down, I just pull out my jack back and be like, see you later. <laughs> I, I, later, shit lord. <laughs> I snap my last stick and I'm like, what was that? What? Well, this was rather pointless then. <laughs> we just ruined a perfectly good car. <laughs> anyway. Did we bring party doubles? Did anyone think to bring party doubles? <laughs> you both kind of burst out of the roof of the car one of you with giant black wings and the other with a fucking jetpack. I think body doubles aren't going to do much to you. Fucking rocketeer ass motherfucker. No, I've played video games. We just got to stay real low in the canyon for a while and then we can pull up. Mmm. Okay. Anyway, let's get off. I have an idea. Uh, yes. So, our fucking little hanging missing thread here is Harood who is a in both actuality and in disguise is a child. So we I need we need to either find a situation or engineer in a situation where he would be left home. And if he would be left home, they're probably going to arrange a babysitter. I say we have a perfectly good babysitter on hand. Alyssa's non-magical and is a uh, you know, at the perfect age to be a, uh, still be babysitting children. So if we can engineer a way to remove the kid, uh, remove the parents, and <laughs> look, it's stupid, but I, uh, but this is the oh, plan I come up with. I've got no, I've, I like what you're laying down. Here's my building block with what you've got here. Dave knows about the weird shit. Oh shit, you're right. So why don't we try to get his kid who thinks that something's weird with him to go on a sleepover at Dave's house? No, that would, uh, there's several reasons why that would be incredibly irresponsible. I mean, notably like, hey, let's not, uh, introduce Dave's kid to a situation where, into a hostage situation. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the angle with Dave, you you seem to have, I seem to have sparked something in you. Uh, what were you thinking I was going to say? Yeah, uh, Dave also, if, uh, fuck. I mean, if we, Dave knows about weird shit, we, if he is willing to help, you know, we could also get him to just be like interim babysitter. Like he probably knows the kid's parents or at least talk to them. That might be something we could work on. 
why don't we just fucking ask the kid? Why don't we just talk, fucking talk to the kid? Like, hey, we know what's up, and we've got you dead to rights. We can safely remove the parasite. Just come with us. <laughs> See, just being... that works. Okay. Only if the kid goes along with it. Otherwise, then we still have to go loud, and we need a backup plan. I love... I love two of you just coming up with these intricate, like, heist plans, essentially. And then the ape just wanders into the room and is like, have you tried talking to them? Have you attempted conversation? <laughs> I mean, yeah. Honestly, fuck it. Why haven't we attempted conversation? This is to attempt conversation. I mean, I have no problem with it if that's what you two want to do. But like, I don't know. It just seems like there's a lot that could go wrong with just trying to convince the child to uh, betray his kid parents. There's a lot that fucking go wrong with let's stage an elaborate plan where the well, where the parents are gone and we have a babysitter. Let's try to suss out if like this kid willingly went along with his plan. How do we do that? I can't think of a way that you would do that, but I'm willing to hear arguments. I mean, I, I just kind of said it. I don't really have a follow-up for that. <laughs> I mean, it's a worthwhile idea. I just don't know how you'd actualize on it. I know. I, like, I understand Roxanne's concern. I'd like to know for certain if this kid's going to just, like, for lack of a better term, bug out if we talk to him. I'm not super sure how we would do that without stalking a child. I mean, the stalking children bit, I'm not a, I don't have a problem with. <laughs> it's the actually putting children in danger bit that, that bothers me. Like, you have a drone, I can turn it into a snake. We've got all of the avenues covered. <laughs> you turn into a snake and I tie you to the drone, of course. <laughs> you cover the air I'll cover the ground I guess that means we have to throw Grant into the ocean and make him grow gills so he can cover the sea <laughs> and there'll be nowhere for Peru to run let <laughs> me just magic up some gills real quick well, but, what, but what if he can dig through the ground like a mole <laughs> you're a snake just follow him into his hole. Hmm. Unless he can do it earthworm style and just shits out the dirt behind him, leaving no hole behind. Ah, this is very silly and not chickens. getting us any closer <laughs> to shut the fuck up, Chloe. <laughs> this is very silly and not getting us any closer to the solution. No. Um. But yeah, like. <laughs> okay, would like the would the prince and princesses like have any insight to whether or not this kid, if, if this kid went along with this willingly, or if he's also like kind of hostage too? Um. I mean, you can. We can sort of clock wipe this. You can go back to the spring court Dweer is still unavailable you 
and flag down Quinso, ask her that question. Her response is, we didn't know that this was happening until it had already happened. And Yuris isn't telling us anything besides let us go or else. Hmm. Hmm. If you want to run the risk of throwing dice at it, you all can interview Yuris. Oh, God. I guess. I don't want to talk to him. That sounds depressing. Hey, you know who the perfect person to go talk to him would be? So that way he doesn't remember a... No, he wouldn't remember a conversation with me after I left the room. He'd remember talking to somebody, just not you. Perhaps. He'd remember talking to... Oh, that's true. Yeah, he would remember that a conversation happened, he just wouldn't remember anything about the person on the other side of it. Well, that doesn't help me at any then, because I kind of don't want him to remember the conversation happened at all. You are not a walking wrong. neuralizer, unfortunately. Damn it. I think Roxanne has three weird and Grant has three sharp. No, I have two sharp. I have I mean, one sharp. No, the the sharp is because is because I roll manipulate someone with sharp. Oh, okay. Yeah. So uh, I guess then, uh, I guess then it would have to be me who goes in there. I mean, I mean, if we're gonna do that, might as well be also like I feel like this is enough. This is as big a risk as just talking to the kid. Oh no, because the kid can bug out. Yuris can't. Like, the kid could take off. Yeah, the kid could just run off to, like, San Francisco or something. We'd have no idea. Although that is a uh, point of interest that, you know, they might have some way of communicating that we don't know about. Nothing about the episode. It's more, it's more thinking. Yeah, this is a puzzle. We're actually having to take, take time to solve the puzzle. Um... So, I cannot simply apply sword to problem. Yeah, no, this is fucking weird. We actually I mean, have to I think could, but that's the failure state. <laughs> no, we can't apply the sword to the problem. It's just that step comes later. <laughs> honestly, like, I honestly think that maybe talking to the kid would be a good backup plan if we can't get anything out of this guy. Um, mostly because. Uh, well, the whole reason we're talking to this guy is to see if we can suss out if this kid's, you know, doing this against their will, if they're just as much as a hostage as anybody else. Yeah, it, it's to figure out how on board Perude is, so that when you go talk to him, you can be armed with that bit of information. Yeah, like, there's no point in talking to the kid if he is uh, just as on board with this is his parents and talking to the kid obviously has its own risks because he right. is still, even if he is just a f- relative uh, baby elf boy Elfling. relatively baby elf boy he's still, a, he's still an elf boy and can do elf tricks a lot less elf tricks than normal because changelings are pretty weak magically besides their shape-shifting. But right. still elf tricks. <laughs> right. Like, I'm not saying he's gonna he's gonna murder us. I'm saying he's gonna, I don't know, tell him so, teleport himself to Vietnam. 
I don't know why Vietnam was the first place I thought of. I don't either, but it's a hell of a place to go. Yeah. So, who's having this conversation? I do... Uh, let me actually check something. Uh, yeah, so here's here's the trick about who's going to have this conversation. Roxanne has the best dice. She's got a three, whereas the others have twos. But Steiner has a move where so long as he's nice about his questioning, a seven to nine counts as a ten for manipulate someone. Yeah, it was kind of my idea anyway. I don't know if you guys want to go good cop, bad cop. All right, I need to remember everything I can about this dude and like this whole... What was his whole reason for doing this? He wants out, I think. Yeah, he wants to basically immigrate to Earth and just live there permanently, but he knows too much and is indispensable at his job. He is the best there is currently, and so they can't afford to replace him. And also it's dangerous to let him out because if he starts doing biomancy on Earth, Earth doesn't have this sort of like containment resources that the Spring Court does. So there's a very good chance of containment breach on whatever he decides to whip up on this side. Too dangerous, too valuable. And also, they don't want him to get away with it. So there's basically zero chance that they would ever actually let him out. Unless we could find some way to, like, wipe his biomagic knowledge or something. See, that's a thing that I was trying to ask about, like, the very first session. And the way it came off to me was, even if that were an option, they don't want to let go of him. And also, they don't, like, want to lose face by basically giving in to... They don't want to negotiate with terrorists. So I have nowhere to start here. I'm just kind of, like, asking and hoping that he'll just go, Oh, yeah, um, here's all of the shit you need to know. I mean, you can lie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can just straight up, you can do like the real police do and uh, do things and then just not follow through. Okay, so before I actually go in there, can I just like have a quick chat with the royalty? Absolutely. Uh, Do you want Dweer to be there as well? Because I can just declare that he's ready to go at this point, if you would like. Yes. Okay. Uh, all right, so before I go in there and actually talk to this man, I need some kind of a bargaining chip. I understand that you have... He's given you the proverbial black eye and you don't really want to give him anything, but we need something to dangle over his head to give him information about him. Is there anything at all? The two of them just sort of look at each other and there's some kind of weird non-verbal communication only centuries old cousins can have with each other and eventually what they wind up giving you what Quenso winds up giving you is the only thing that I can really offer is to just 
let this incident go once it's done. I can I I can tell you the king isn't going to agree to let them live on Earth. That's never going to happen. Well, I didn't expect that, no, but... But I can at least ensure that they're not executed for their crimes. <laughs> or, like, imprisoned or otherwise heavily punished. That's valuable. Alright, well, it's a start. It's something I can work with. Alright. Who's coming in with me? Anyone? I mean, I thought we were doing good cop bad cop thing with Roxanne. Uh, I mean, I can probably do bad cop. I can make him feel guilty about all the shit that he's trying to pull. Like, fuck it. I'll, I'll go in there and now that I have time to think about it, I can fucking go in there and just be like, so what, you thought that you could just go to Earth and what, do magic experiments and put everybody there in danger? You thought you could, what? Put the lives of you, your wife, your kid, another, some another kid you don't maybe, know in danger maybe, and get away with it. Maybe save it for the actual conversation, Chloe. That's good shit you're getting into. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So and the dude's name <laughs> is pronounced your beast, right? Yes. So I enter the holding cell. Quenso unlocks the door and it slides open. It's not on hinges. It's on like Star Trek Enterprise kind of sliding into the wall and then back kind of dealy. And the moment you and Roxanne step into the room, Eurysis' head snaps to the two of you. And then there's a very unsettling moment where he like moves between the both of your forms. Like, first he turns into Steiner, and then he turns into Roxanne, and then he turns back into the sort of resting state that he was in earlier. He has acquired your shape now. Hmm. That's unpleasant. Ah, Eurice. I'm Edwin Steiner. I am an Earth scientist, and the courts have asked myself and my colleague Roxanne Harrison to work on your um, let's say situation to that end I'm here to ask you a few questions so he turns into you and like sneers at you with your own face and says back at you with your own voice and I'm not going to do the accent, so please just have the accent happen in your head. Well, that's wonderful for you, but as I'm sure you heard outside, the only thing I'm saying is, let us go. <sighs> so I have done my research on your situation, understand what you want out of this. And unfortunately, it will not be happening. I can't give you that. <sighs> so, what I can offer you, in exchange for your cooperation, is that you will not be 
persecuted for this. You will be allowed to just go back to your job as if it never happened. No harm will come to you or your family. The entire incident will just be wiped clear. That is what I care of. And I understand that isn't what you want, but it's best of a bad situation. Well, I don't actually believe that you can offer that to me. I've lived here my whole life. There's no way the royals aren't going to be vindictive about this. <laughs> Threatening to break the contracts I've got with your people. That's the only reason I'm not dead right now. It's because I'm threatening those contracts. Well, not entirely, actually. See, the only reason you aren't dead is because you are bad. You're actually extremely bad. And they would like to keep you alive, if at all possible. And I want to keep you alive, because that means, you know, the whole parasite thing doesn't play out. And it's... Well, I don't want to say I understand, because I I can emphasize with your situation. You want your freedom. You don't want to be under the yoke of the courts. That's understandable. But you are... You do understand that your knowledge makes you an incredibly dangerous person. Yes, I'm aware. That's, uh... He thumps his chest. That's how we got here is I'm dangerous, and I'm plying that danger to get free of this place. Right, but you're not threatening. You're not just threatening the court, and your going free isn't going to just impact the court. You get out there, and you keep doing what you're doing. You put everybody in danger because you are capable of making of bringing something that is long dead back and something that is dangerous to you me the court every human being on the other side which i'm responsible for we're responsible for you brought in an outside party and put their life in danger. I'm finding it hard to be sympathetic here. And don't tell me you're not smart enough to know that you could just get it in writing if you don't believe it. You're playing ignorant because you think that you can outsmart us and get what you want rather than the best result. Sure, that's fair. I'm aware that I could get it in writing. I'm not sure how well I would trust that writing. I'm a scientist. My wife is a scientist. My son is a child. None of us are well-versed in contract law, and I don't suspect our fair king uh, would be above uh, hiding something in our contracts given the situation. You must be pretty certain of your position if you drag your own child into this. You apparently think you have a much 
more leverage than you really do. I may not know much about new contracts, but I did take the time to read up on the old contracts. I know that the Fey Royals can't willingly endanger the lives of you people, sort of waggling his fingers at you. And those contracts are some of the most binding that have ever been made. Well, there's always loopholes. It'd be very easy for them to claim no knowledge of this situation. It could have been mm-hmm. his children working under him, and we'd never knew about it. <sighs> See, that's not how these things work. You can claim that with your contracts, but we got magic behind ours. You can't lie to them like that. Is it lying, or is it just... If it's, is it, does it count as lying if it's just an omission? Lying by omission is a phrase that exists. The point is, is that if they could just kill me to end this, they would have. But they can't. The fact that I'm alive proves that. They don't want to kill you. Your knowledge is valuable. You are valuable. Even if you apparently don't really think of it that way. Uh, it's a little bit despicable to just drag your child into that. I understand like your your wife isn't enough. They make their decisions, but the child could have left the child out of this. Well, not very easily, no. Idria and I can't leave, exactly. We can't sneak out, but Brood wasn't being watched quite so closely. So you sent your child ahead to kidnap your hostage, is that it? That's exactly it. That's despicable. He shrugs. You're free to think that. <sighs> All right. Why not a magic contract? If you're so certain that they'd go back on their word and just kill you the moment you gave up the game, why not put it in magic? Why not do that? Hmm. I'm assuming it'll be a magical contract. I'm also assuming that there will be so much... How do you put it? Legalese in there that I won't be able to sniff my way around whatever loopholes they put in. Hmm. I'm a biomancer. That's a fair point. God damn it! I want to bring something up, but once again, it's not really in my—it's not really in my purview to bring this up. <laughs> Elbow Steiner, Steiner. What if you offered to write the contract? Unbiased third party. Are you like actually in character saying that? Or? No, no, I'm—I'm I'm jokingly saying that, but like, uh, I don't know. That's. Meta narratively, that's what I'm thinking. But I don't know. It seems like a reasonable deduction that Steiner could make. All right. Um, and what if someone other than the court writes the contract? What if he involves a third party, a neutral party? That'd be a hell of a thing to convince the king of. All right, we'll put it on the table. You're dodging the question, though. 
if it happens, would you agree to it? I'm still pretty convinced that I can get what I want out of this exchange. So, no? Hmm. I mean, realistically, humans only live for about 70 years. All they have to do is just keep you here for that amount of time, and then your bargaining chip just dies of natural causes. Well, if we start getting into that sort of time frame, we can start applying more direct pressures. The court can't allow our hostage to die. We're trying to do things nicely right now, but we, we can start pressing a little bit harder. If you're so sure that they want to keep me alive, well, then they'll be losing twice on this one. By their own inaction, they will have allowed a human child to get killed, and they'll lose what who you are asserting to be a very valuable scientist. <sighs> You're the only reason I'm in here talking to you is because we are trying to do this in this way. I see, humans are a bit more clever and ingenuitive than you give us credit. We've worked out how to remove the parasites. We're trying to do this the nice way. There is a there is a moment where you say that where his features go indistinct. It's it's a flash. If you weren't already here scrutinizing him in an interrogation setting, you might have missed him. But he he goes sort of like soft and neutral in his facial features in this sort of clay-facey way, but it snaps right back in. There's a messy way and a clean way, and right now we're trying to do this the clean way. The game is up, it's just a matter of whether or not you're going to cooperate. So what exactly do you need my cooperation for? <sighs> what do you have to offer? You came in here to talk to me. What do you want? What do you need from me? We want to know whether or not your son was coerced into this event. He has a kind of funny look on his face, like, really? That's it? Why do you need to know exactly? You know where he is, we've located him, we can safely remove the parasites, it is going to go a lot more cleanly if we know whether or not he was forced into this. So you're asking me to give you information to make it easier to thwart my family's only chance at freedom from this place. There is no chance of freedom. You don't seem to understand that. The game is over. It's just a matter of how long cleanup takes. We are trying to do this the nice way. That's why we're in here. We can just take your son. We'd rather not. We'd rather have him come along willingly. He folds his arms and leans back. The little chair that he's sitting in just says, I mean, that's real great to say and all, but <laughs> if, if you're trying to tell me that 
you humans have figured out a way to extract these things when my wife and I, who have been working on this for centuries, your time, haven't yet? I mean, that's comedy. That's a comedy routine you're presenting me with. I could explain to you the exact procedure we're going to perform, if that would convince you. We have access to information that you don't. We are, as I said, quite resourceful. I mean, again, that's real nice to say, but without some actual proof here. I can make up nonsense extraction methods, too. All right, let me exit the room for a minute and actually talk to the royals again. Uh, I had a thing that I was debating saying... I don't know if I want to say it. (laughs) Well, ruminate on that while I talk to the royalty. Alright. So, we know how to safely remove these parasites. Does it matter if we tell him how, because you have him detained? I mean, I'm assuming as head researcher, if you are going to keep him on after that, he will eventually learn this anyway. So, can I just give up the game to him? Again, they have a sort of weird, non-verbal conversation with each other, but when they turn back to you, Dweer answers, If your explanation is convincing enough, then there's a chance he might just detonate himself. Yeah, see, that was my worry, so... He might choose death over this situation if he believes that he has lost I would want to fetch my Somnomancer before you do that if you do intend to do that here's another option if we get a third neutral party such as a human or raven to write a magically binding contract that he or his family will not come to any harm after these events he would be willing to give us the knowledge we need. Is that a doable thing? Can we make that happen? Quenso just kind of looks thinky for a moment. Says, I, I'd have to go ask. That's not something I would be able to authorize. We have nothing but time, apparently. She, she shrugs, turns 180 degrees, and walks out of the... Unless Roxanne's about to say something. Yeah, I was just going to say we could prepare the contract, get it vetted, approved, present it to him, and give him the ultimatum that here is how we are going to dismantle your plans. You may sign the contract and ensure no harm comes to your family. Oh, we'd also want to put in something like you don't detonate yourself like a shithead. Right. Yes, that would probably be part of the contract. The contract would probably specify the, you know, party. Adria, Uris, and Perude would not be able to leave this plane of existence with a, uh, you know, obviously I'm not a contract writer. They're not allowed to leave. They must stay under gainful the employment of the court. They cannot act to subvert 
either of these things. Meanwhile, you know, the there will be no like reciprocal action on the part of the court as a result of these events. In simple terms. See if we can hash that out while we wait, because that's what we're going to be doing, apparently. Back in the room. Uh, let's bring Dweer in there with us, I guess. Are we going to bring Dweer in with us? Well, I'd want to have someone, like, representing the court. I mean, he'll, he'll come in if you ask for him, if that's the route you guys decide to take. I'm trying to back up Steiner here, because this is Ape's uh, show, I guess. I don't want to yeah. unilaterally decide anything, but I will go along with it if you want to bring... I mean, I don't us. see how it could really hurt. Cut to uh, it really hurting. <laughs> I mean, Dweer is a hot-headed prince from the court, and That's may just make things fair. worse. He's literally right. hot-headed as he's from summer. So, yeah. Alright, that's a fair point. <laughs> Alright, so we enter back into the room sans to So here's what's going to happen. We've asked... Well, we've sent off to see if we can get actually get permission for this, but here's what I'm proposing. I... Well, not maybe not I specifically, but a member of the Earth Party, I guess we call it, writes a contract. The contract states that no harm comes to you. You willingly give up this information. You do not detonate the parasites. And you just continue working as you were before. In return, you will not kill the hostages, and we will explain to you exactly how we are going to remove the parasites. Would this be agreeable to you, if doable? And also, you know, no reciprocal, no... What's the word? Retaliation from the court. We're just going to write out a contract that says you two don't fuck each other over and everybody gets well, gets to live. Obviously, we'd give you the opportunity to look it over. Hand. We're not going to ask you to sign this sight unseen. This is, of course, just assuming we can get permission to do this. But would these terms be agreeable? I mean, I guess I'm still thoroughly unconvinced that you actually have a way to thwart this plan in the first place. Yes, well... Once we have your assurances that you will do no harm to the hostages, we will gladly share information. Actually, speaking of sharing information, just out, of, just out of personal curiosity, aside from the whole wanting to be out from under the oak of the court, was there any particular reason for Earth? Well, Fall wouldn't have me, and I know I would just be put straight back to work on whatever sort of projects summer and winter could dream up. Really more interested in pursuing my own ideas here. That's, a, that's fair. That's I was just, again, it was just a person of curiosity. I was wondering if there was any just that a vested interest in Earth that was just, just out of the court's jurisdiction. So, 
guess we sit here awkwardly until the liaison gets back. You know, you know, we're really giving this, doing this guy a favor by not letting him go to Earth. Because uh, there's a there's a coin flip's chance that he would really come to regret this. <laughs> I just, no, there's figure? no, there's no way he could, re- there's no way we could, we could convince him of that. Well, actually, no. Staying here, he would be probably in just as much hot water if we, you know, fail the whole save the world bit. I'm just saying. Yeah, like, I feel like the I feel oh, like yeah, isn't going to you know be swayed by the I was just doing what I was told argument. Oh yeah, no. Um, so he's yeah, kind of no. fucked either way. On the list of Fey that are on the chopping block. The dude, what is the head of the project? What brought back something he worked very hard to exterminate? It's going to be pretty high up the list. Yup. I want to just like slip to this guy and be like, so why do you think these things are extinct in the first place? And just be like, because somebody killed it and because I know who killed it. Like, I just wonder if that would be sledding too much of the game. Though. Fuck yeah, do it. Let's put a penny on this track and see if it derails the train. <laughs> uh, can I roll to see if this Actually, is a bad idea? <laughs> no, we got. let's come to a vote. You got one yay from me. Colin? Colin, how do you feel about this? <laughs> I kind of want to put a penny on the track and see if it derails the train. Well, well, how about we put a pin in that penny for just a minute? (laughs) Penny's not here. That's a different game. (laughs) Yep. So, um, because I think it is more narratively interesting to have it happen this way, Number one, Quenso does return and knocks on the door and tells you all uh, it was a hell of a conversation on her part, but she has gotten permission to make it happen. Cool. Fantastic. Number two, Dweer brings his Somnomancer down here just in case it looks like Yuris is going to pop himself. Okay. Just like it's yeah, no, I understand. Uh, what's a what's a? Someone help me out with a fey race. Something, something Seder. better than hell's. I used I, I've used satyrs. I haven't used spriggans. What exactly is a spriggan? It's like a spirit of the forest or something. I only really know it through oblivion. Uh, it really like a dry depends. Head. It really yeah. depends on what media you are, like, dealing with. Gnome? It's usually yeah, just, like, it's, it's a nature spirit. I know that much. Grotesquely ugly, wizened old men with large, childlike heads in folklore. Ooh, yes. All right. Yeah, so it's just this, like, robed spriggan kind of shuffles down the hall, and he's, you can tell... Grant, like, the second he steps into the hall, he starts getting the spellcraft ready to roll so he can fire it at a moment's notice. Alright. So, you have your yes on the contract. 
All right. So, I suppose I, being a relatively neutral third party, would be the one to write this up, unless you prefer someone else. I have no experience writing contracts. I don't know anyone who does, I think. I really doubt an Earth lawyer can get here very quickly. Melissa? She's all mis- she's all businessy. She's extremely businessy. I mean, that'd be up to be up to these two over here whether or not we're going to bring in yet another third party. I feel like we could get the contract. Okay, forgive me if I'm wrong here, but I feel like if we get the contract written, we don't necessarily have to reveal any information other than. Employment dispute. Well, no, there's the whole exploding parasite. Right, but I feel like that's covered under no retributive action on either party. Okay, so we can legalize this in such a way that it is binding, but not. Uh, what is the word? Specific? Explicit? Yes, explicit. Explicit is the word. Thank you. <sighs> Define retributive action as any action that would cause would cause a damaging in social standing or in business contracts between other parties. And we are definitely in a business business contract with the courts. And him detonating the parasite would cause the. Sorry, this is Chloe talking, not Roxanne. Roxanne's too stupid for this bit. <laughs> I sometimes just have to think of how to solve things in out loud, and it's like, oh, I guess Roxanne said that? I don't know. I mean, is there <laughs> any reason I couldn't just write it? I don't really have to get into esoterics. You don't really... Yeah, you don't have to get into the nitty-gritty details, but... I just have to say in so many words, the two parties agree not to fuck each other over. <laughs> Steiner writes up a roommate contract. <laughs> no, there really isn't a reason Steiner couldn't write this. I guess I just gotta roll to make sure it's like, roll for satisfactory contract writing. <laughs> That's a hell of a roll, holy shit. It sounds like sharp to me. Okay. Act under pressure. Sounds like a brain roll. <laughs> Ten. That's a good brain roll. That is a good brain roll. Alright. Party A, being the court, agrees not to carry out any retribution action towards Party B, being the family of... I don't actually, I don't actually know their last names. If they have been None has ever been given. So far as I'm concerned, Faye don't really have family names. They only really do that when they go to Earth, because that's, like, expected. That is the dumb thing there. Everybody just kind of knows who everybody is here. Like, the the big formal introduction is you introduce yourself by your first name, then of your court. And Party B, Party B being Ija, Iris, and Parud, agree not to carry out any retro- retribution reaction towards the court, or you know, the third party being the hostages, yada yada yada. Just review and... If this is agreeable, sign it and get it out. 
Quento finds it satisfactory, at least. There's, and the, the king has, to, to whatever extent, she hasn't been hyper clear about it, is willing to just like. Red stamp and be done. Yeah. Let you guys draft this contract whoever you choose, so long as Quento's good with it. She can enchant it. She's a royal of the spring court. She can make contracts magically binding. She probably learned that before she left her cradle. Jeez. Tindergarten being with Feywilds is intense. At least for Feywilds. <laughs> royals, yeah, probably. Uh, there's, there is still the ongoing issue, though, of... Yuris doesn't believe he needs to sign this contract. You haven't convinced him that it's necessary. Well, I figure what we're doing is we are getting the contract ready. We are going to tell him what we're going to do. If he decides to, I don't know, uh, fucking... I hate saying bug out, but it's a really good term. Fuck you, ape. If he decides to bug out, then we've got the uh, the fucking snooze button wizard on hand. Yeah. But we're giving, getting the contract ready, and we're basically getting everything ready. We're getting all the fucking bits together, and we're pushing him into this corner, and then we're going to reveal exactly how fucked he is. Yeah, right. And giving him an easy out. So can I just, like, do a manipulate someone to try to convince him? Uh, it's, I, I want you to roleplay your way into it before I have you roll. Yeah, I know, I understand that. But yes, there, there will come a point where I ask you to make that roll. But you will eventually. You do have to go back in the room and slam this piece of paper on the table and point your finger at his face and holler at him. Probably Roxanne needs to do the hollering and the pointing and the slamming. Come on, bad cop. Be bad. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can say the thing that I wanted to say. Here is the contract as drafted... If you would like to look it over. And he'll he'll pick it up and read it. But he, he's got a look on his face. By the way, when you all re-enter, he transforms into Roxanne. And now he's speaking with Roxanne's voice. But he's he's reading it with a very like this sure is a thing that I don't actually give a shit about look on his face. He just sort of flicks it back onto the table and says, yeah, that's great. It'd be great to sign. I would sure be willing to sign that if um, I wasn't <laughs> absolutely certain it was completely unnecessary and just a huge loss condition for me. Well. So going back to the penny, I'm going to provisionally <laughs> say a thing, and if it's too revealing, I'd like to like, I'm going to provisionally say a thing. If it's, and if it would fuck everything up, tell me. Oh, I was literally just going to do it. I kind of like want to drop a small hit. I want to see Bad Cop be bad. I want to. I want Roxanne to go all in on this. Okay. I'm just going to look myself in the eye. I assume he's trying to do this to throw me off, but it really doesn't work. I've seen myself from other perspectives enough time that this really doesn't this bother me. This is like me. literally not even the first time you've been confronted with yourself. Yeah. This is like old hat to you at this point. Like we just did this last hunt. 
And the whole you just went talk with Adel. There are two of you there too. <laughs> <laughs> this does not affect Roxanne. Roxanne does not give a shit. I'm going to, you know, stare him down, and I'm going to open if I had them closed, I'm going to open all of my eyes on him. I think I might have stated that I just have them open if we're in the court, but I don't know. Maybe maybe I closed them to make my seem, myself seem like less intimidating for the negotiation, but they're open now. In fact, uh, you know what? Just have Roxanne be big Roxanne. <laughs> Covered in eyes. Um, she big. She big. She big. God, we better let not the internet ever get a hold of Roxanne. <laughs> he looks like kind of wigged out because oh I can't turn into that oh, that's JD just turns back into his normal form <laughs> alright fine you win at the shape-shifting contest for now thank you I have a question for you do you know why the starcraft parasites are extinct I mean, I assume they were just hunted down, just like natural predators or whatever. Uh, the proteins in them are incredible stuff. Right. Uh, you're not half wrong. They were hunted down by one person. One person wiped out every single star-crossed parasite they had methods for extracting, severing all of this. And they wiped them out for a reason, because they were a threat to the stability of the Feywilds. Now you might be asking me, why do I know this? Because I've met this person. I've met this person who is powerful enough to just unilaterally cause the extinction of an entire species. And they were not happy to find out that somebody had brought them back. Now, all I wanted was information on how to safely extract them. And I've got that information. However, there may come a point in time that this person is going to come knocking because, well, it's really none of your business, but they may come back. And if they do, they won't be happy with you. You won't be able to argue. You won't be able to fight or run or anything. I've met this person they are terrifying. And they won't be happy with you. So, I think it's in your interest to help us. We're asking something very simple of you, and we're trying, trying to help you. We are looking at you from the fucking hole you've dug, and we've thrown you a shovel and told you to dig up. So please... Do what's best for you, what's best for me, and what's best for everybody, your family included, and just sign this contract. 
you like me to roll now? Yeah, I think that's your roll now. I think I actually want manipulate someone rolls from both of you. Alright, time to okay. fuck this up after doing this fucking good speech. Steiner's stuff before is going to compound on Roxanne's. Seven. Okay, well, Steiner rolls a ten. seven, and Roxanne rolls a ten. That seven counts as a ten because Steiner has been nothing but pleasant and cool-headed today. So that's two tens. So, uh, nice work, fam. He shapeshifts into jelly. <laughs> well, so no. gets smaller. <laughs> so that what he actually does is panics because you have just in fact convinced him he can't win. So the first thing he is going to try to do is pop this. Because that's like he he has been psyching himself up to do that for days. So that's his first instinct. His, his right hand just darts up at where, I mean, you might assume his heart would be. He's a shapeshifter. It's a little unclear. But before it could even make contact with his chest, it just kind of relaxes and his whole body goes kind of slow. And for a moment, he looks confused. But then he just like falls asleep in his chair. Sleepy bitch disease strikes again. I told you, the game was up. <laughs> you can definitely deliver that line to him when he wakes back up and is sort of <laughs> bleary-eyed and confused. <sighs> well. So who has the sword? <laughs> How long is he going to be out? Yeah, uh, you could just poke your head out the door and ask that, and the Spriggan will tell you as long as you like. Cool. And keep him under uh, indefinitely. Let's restrain him a little bit, maybe. Hmm. Is this like an off-on thing, or are there like degrees? Hey, you know what would be a smart idea if, like, while this was going on, Grant was tailing the kid? Yeah. That would be a smart idea. I'm glad I thought of it and didn't have any help whatsoever <laughs> to come up with that idea. Damn, you're so good at this detective wizard I'm shit, Grant. I'm so good at this detective wizard <laughs> shit. Uh, I mean, it makes sense. Yeah, it does, actually. Uh, and and much like how Chloe has trouble trying to dumb thoughts down for Roxanne, I have trouble thinking thoughts up for Grant so, yeah, but he would have come to that conclusion. Like, hmm, maybe I should keep an eye on the kid. All right. We'll, we'll swing the camera around to Grant in a minute. Let's get this situation resolved proper like. So let's make sure he can't do that again. Now that I, like, know that that's the method, can we just, like, bind his arms or something? Or does he have another way to pop this, pop this off? He, he might. You don't know. While he's knocked out like this, uh, you you can actually ask Dweer and Quenso to come in and, like, tricorder him to see if there is another method. Oh, yeah. Sure. Well, I guess we got him under. Yeah. Well, let's find him anyway. And then you can wind up another one of the spells just in case he does have another. Yeah. I'm going to... Uh... If we don't have it already, I'm going to have the sword on me. 
Like, I don't know who was holding it, but I am holding it. Well, for that entire scene, I was convinced that Grant was just hanging out in the hallway and he was holding on to it. But if he's not actually here, as probably Dweer has it. Dweer likes sword. This is a particularly interesting sword. Dweer holding it upstairs. Is, this, is there music coming off of this? <laughs> Dweer has it because he doesn't want Quenso to have it and freak out. Like just have a conniption that she's handling something very obviously of fall court make. <laughs> it's just a neat sword. He's just like inspecting it while he's not, you know, involved in this stuff. <laughs> but yes, you can get Yuri's bound up. And the Spriggan can get another knockout spell ready to pop. Alright, but I do wanna like check and see if if the t- Royals can just like do their tricorder scan as you so put it. Yeah. I won't ask for a roll from for this. They are very powerful Fey, and now that they can safely do it, they have all the time in the world to do whatever nonsense they have to in order to do this. It does turn out that he has like a a psychic trigger for this. He can do it with his mind. It's, it's a kind of internal shapeshifting that is difficult even for natural shapeshifters. It just takes a lot more concentration than whatever sort of somatic movement he was just doing, so it's like the backup. He's just gonna fucking thump his heart with his, hand, with his fist and make it beat faster. <sighs> Alright, so um, he'll, probably, he'll be expecting to be knocked out again, so... Just quick draw that one. If it even looks like he might be trying something, just knock him out. We can always keep playing this game. I'd rather keep the risk to a minimum. Interrupt the conversation if need be. Instructions acknowledged. And Yuris is brought back to wakefulness. Quickie. As I said, game over. Now he comes to realize that his arms are bound and he's like struggling against his chair trying to get them loose. Don't. Please don't try anything. We'll just put you right back to sleep and it's just going to draw out everything. He is rapidly shifting between forms trying to find one that would get him loose, but there's the size and shape restriction so he can't get far enough out to actually make it happen. Listen, I told you, the game is over. We've offered you an out. Now that you understand the situation you are in, once again, I offer you the contract. No harm comes to you or your family, no harm comes to the human, and everybody just walks away. And as a scientist, aren't you at least a little bit curious as to how exactly you're going to do this? I mean, we would have figured that out eventually, but I guess the... He says something in Elven that you you cannot translate, but is very obviously him just like cussing up a storm at himself. Just going to sit and patiently wait. 
I'm not antagonizing him anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but he eventually gets his he, he gets through the anger stage of grieving for this plan that he came up with and just kind of deflates as okay <sighs> all right so I'm not gonna get a better deal so sure give me one of my hands back and I'll sign it you left-handed right-handed ambidextrous does it matter I can be whatever handed you want me to be. Yes, I suppose you would be. Now that you think about it. All right. Uh, he used his right hand before, so just his left hand. All right. I don't think it matters, but just like I'm a little bit superstitious like that. I'm ready to fucking grab his wrist if I have to. He will. There is actually like a, a moment where he like snaps his left arm. And it, it is subtly different now. He has made himself left-handed. <laughs> he picks up the pen and signs his name on it. And, like, you can feel it happen. You're certain that the royals and he can feel it happen. The contract is now in effect. For what it's worth, I don't blame you for this. You were in a shitty, situ shitty situation and you tried to get yourself out of it. It's commendable. I don't agree with your methods, but I understand where you're coming from. Cold comfort, I'm sure, but I thought you should. Sure. What are you looking for again? I just want to know if we go to your son, will he flee? Was he in on this or was he coerced? He knows how uh, badly his parents want out of this job. He was willing to do what it took. If we explain the situation to him, do you suppose he would flee on it? <sighs> he is, at the end of the day, still a child. He would run. What would you suggest we do, then? In order to ensure that he is safely brought back and that the human does not come to harm. Just sort of rolls his tongue around inside of his mouth for a minute, thinking. And it's... You can tell by the look on his face that he has the answer. He's just trying to figure out whether he actually wants to share it. Because it's presumably damaging in some way. The contract has been signed. There is no retribution that can be done to you. I just need to know that if I tell you this, you're not going to spread it around. I know I will be exempt. I don't want the rest of my kind being hunted for sport once I tell you how to do it. Would it comfort you if the um, royalty left the room and you just told it to us. I don't believe for a moment that they would be able to restrain themselves, looking directly at them, and they both have looks on their face like, yeah, you right. 
You got us. You got us. Womp womp. Jinx. <laughs> Give me a contract saying that they won't listen and you all won't spread it around. I'll tell you what you need to know. <sighs> right. Is that... Um, Just do a three promise. I know we've already bothered royalty enough, but... Despite the fact that they very obviously were ready to just listen in from outside, they are both kind of exhausted at this point. And, you know, they, they, they would have had to have listened because of their position, but this is an out they're good to take. So... Star wipe to to new contract being signed. Yeah, you say just do a three promise, Colin. But these are spring Fey. <laughs> even if even if maybe one of them doesn't like being here, contract shit is kind of in their blood. All signed and sealed. Satisfactory. <sighs> yeah, sure. I can turn to the royalty if you would. They will leave the room. Alright, let's be done with this. Okay. So. It is... It is a bizarre problem that my people have, but it is a problem nonetheless. It is it is an irrational bit of superstition that we have never been able to rid ourselves of, to the point of where we don't even have to teach our children about it. They just know it. <sighs> certain implements of cold iron in certain locations. Scissors left open on desks, keys on pillows, stitching of clothing turned inside out. All of those things will drive us into a sort of paralytic shock. It's all mental. It won't cause the parasites inside of Peru to go off, but it will in effect, shut him down for several minutes if you present him with any of those. I see. All right, we will pass this on to our man in the field, and we are the only three living souls who will know of us. That I have... Well, you have our, con- you have our magically bound word. So... We just... How does this work? Saying, yeah, Roxanne can text that information to Grant, and then we can, like, fade out as I start explaining. Yep. So now so Grant gets to do something. Yay! <laughs> now hey. it's Colin's turn to be the center of attention. It's me! I'm here now! So, Grant, you know where this family lives. What are you doing with this information? 
trying to think of either a plausible... If I want to go with a plausible lie that I had to come up with that would get me into their house, or if I just, like, break in when they're not home. Grant is more along the lines of person trying to probably lean towards break in when they're not home. Why are you trying to get inside? Because you have to leave them... Oh, that's right. I just need to present them with him, right? Them... Uh, it's, uh, you you have to set the objects up in those situations, and we're not only like clock wiping; we're sort of jumping backwards a bit because that okay. was th- that was a time. Like there okay. was multi-minute-long conversations and having to like draft up a contract. There was putting the dude to sleep and waking him up. Like there, there's a time lag here that I want to address. Okay. Alright, oh, in that case, I'm going to, uh, try and observe him, see if he has any sort of, like, schedule that he follows, like, on a fairly strict, you know, time frame, because I imagine that as somebody who's replacing someone and, you know, being paranoid that they'll get caught, they don't want to stray too far from script if they don't have to. Kind of sounds like a sharp roll to me of some sort. I'm not sure which yeah. move it should be. Um, let me take a look here. It sort of sounds like you want to twist what sort of creature is it? Or where did it go? More... Yeah, either way, we're thinking both thinking investigative mystery. Yeah. The real difference is, you know, are you getting two questions or three if you roll a ten? Exactly. Let's see if you roll a ten. I do roll a ten. Exactly a ten. Exactly a ten. So, ask me a question. Uh, I want to twist where did it go into, like, what is its schedule? Like, what does it... What does he do on a day-to-day basis, because I figure we've been... I've, if we're thinking of me doing this, then Grant will probably have been watching him for a couple of days by this point. Where did it go every hour of every day? <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually... Now I'm trying to figure out, like, time frames here. Did I say that it had been a few more days since last session? Like, I think you said it had been a few days, like, total when we started, because, like, it took us a few days to get everything sorted out. Right, yeah. It took two days for anything to come back on the missing persons report. However, time in the Feywilds is horseshit. (laughs) Thank you for giving me this this instrument, Colin, that I could just play whenever it's convenient. Yes, it's very good. I love it. I love my I love my meme of time is fake and makes no sense just coming in handy. Yeah, so it's it's been a couple of days on Earth, but not in the Feywilds. In the Feywilds, it's it's been on the order of hours, mm-hmm. or even minutes. It's it's nonsense. Yep. So over the course of these last couple of days, and you've had like, I'm gonna give you. I'm going to give you four days, so it's now like, God, it was 17th and now the 21st? Damn, I'm going to have to set the second November hunt, like, on 
the 30th oh, of November. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, like, that way you can have two weekdays and two weekends to, like, actually get a, like, a sense of this child's schedule. And what it is, it's, like, Grant's a New York kid, and I don't know how that works, but... I, I picked Willow Elementary because that's a school that I went to when I was a child. Right. So I know how this schedule works. So it's it's a very, like, suburban grade schooler schedule. He, you know, goes to school in the morning. As soon as it gets let out, he gets picked up. He goes home, you know does the the kinds of homeworks that third graders get eats dinner watches tv there's a sort of like low-key nervous energy anytime you're looking at him because you know of course the situation that he's actually in but he isn't like he isn't behaving out of sorts you do know that Changelings can pick up mannerisms from the people they copy without having to, like, observe them. It's part of the shape-shifting. It just comes with it. So he is very convincingly this child. And then on the weekends, he... On Saturday, he has a... God, would they still be doing t-ball in third grade or would they have gone on to softball at that point in third grade i feel like they would definitely still be on t-ball okay huh he's got a t-ball game in the afternoon on saturday but is otherwise fine on sunday because you know this is white suburbs they do go to church at one point but outside of that this is like this is a suburban kid, so there's a lot of, like, watching TV for multiple hours while the parents are handling the upkeep of the house. Alright. Got a second question. Can't think of any that would actually fit right now until I get more information about the weakness, because I don't want to... Because, like, we already have the weakness, I'm just waiting to hear back from... From them so like i'm so yeah. basically grant is at this point just like trying to observe schedules just to you know if something needs to go down then he will know when the best way to do something is yeah okay i can give you that and then the timelines align and roxanne pops in to give you the weakness information okay Immediately, Grant is going to check his clothing to see if it's got the uh, right kind of stitching that he needs in order to do this. And just like. You would have to have iron stitching in your clothing, uh, which I don't think is a done thing. That's something you would have to get done on purpose. Yeah. Uh, so I've been observing him for a few days. If this is a school day that uh, that we are going to do this on, then the easiest one to do, I think, would be 
I actually honestly think that stitching on inside out clothing would probably still be the easiest one. It's just a matter of like finding someone and being like, hey, I need this done. And also I need to like not get too far away from you as you do it because otherwise you'll forget who the fuck to call when you get when you're finished with the job. I can I can certainly say that there's someone in Las Estrellas who is enough of a seamsmith that they can put together this weird order. Okay. And then when I get it, I will just as I think the best way to do it because like it's it's proven that he can see people who have like magic auras with them. So my best bet would to be like hide behind the spot where like when he's walking and just like walk out with that uh stitching showing. Okay, now I do want to caution you here, Colin, that you are talking about abducting a child in broad daylight at an elementary school. Yes, okay. But surely my van with candy on it painted. <laughs> surely my van with free candy painted made... on it won't draw any suspicion. I think we made a joke about that. My last shirt time saying still... not a danger to children sure has people asking a lot of questions <laughs> answered by my shirt. <laughs> You also need to think about Grant Harrison not only obtaining this child, but also how to get them back into the courts, or like how you're going to secure them. Grant doesn't have a driver's license, does he? No, he does not. Nope. He doesn't even have a learner's permit. He has a state ID. That's not even California. It is New York state ID. Does Amalia? That's a good question. Does Amalia have a driver's license? I will leave that up to the DM if Amalia would have a driver's license because she would be around for the invention of the car. I mean, she probably had a driver's license at some point. It's probably long since expired. The person who it's under is probably an identity that is long since dead. Yeah. Like, she, she's just as much of a New York rat as Grant is. Oh, man, you know what? I, why do I even... You're already going to abduct a child. What is driving without a license anyway? No, the, the issue isn't the license. It's Grant doesn't actually know how to drive a car. Yeah, like... Yeah, but Amalia does. And I would... I would be willing, as signer, to give Grant and Amalia explicit permission to borrow my invisible SUV. Okay. <laughs> sure. Hey, Amalia. Let's go commit uh, a crime. I mean, she's down. It'll be a fun date. <laughs> I assume you explained to her that, like, it's not actually a crime. This is Raven's business, and you're yes. not actually abducting a child. This is yes. a fake creature yes. you need to detain. It's a a child. It's still a child. She would actually consider it more more of a child than we would. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. It's us or the DHEA. So, again, there's still the issue of number one. Like, okay, let's say you drive up in an invisible car and throw this kid in the back. How do you stop him from popping his parasites? Also, like, what do you do with him immediately following the abduction? Okay. Uh, I was there for, like, the 
the study of the sleeping spell, right? Like, we had a... There was a whole thing. Would I be able to try and recreate that? You would have to go back and learn the... Because it's a high-end sleeping spell. You would have to go back and, like, ask the Spriggan, how how do you do that voodoo that you do? Mm Mm-hmm. And that would just take too long. All right. Let's see. What... I have fucking stuff here. Hold on. Let me... I'm trying to remember what I took for my uh, haven stuff. You took an oubliette, a library. And a magical laboratory. So mm-hmm. you have a mystical lab with all sorts of weird ingredients or tools for casting spells, like the use magic move, big magic, and, other, and any other magical moves. Could I potentially use my laboratory to alchemy up a sleeping potion instead? It, like... It, it wouldn't be as strong, but it would probably be a little more immediate and a little more... And, like, it wouldn't last as long, obviously, but uh, but it's long enough to get the kid, drive to either... I'm guessing the safe house would be closer and open a um, portal to the spring court. <sighs> okay, that's a possible solution. We've still got the problem of snatching a child from an elementary school in broad daylight. Was there... Oh, hey, I've got another question I can ask. Can I ask what is being concealed here and twist that to um, is there any point in his schedule between going from school to home that he is just by himself? Like, like there's there's like a part in his walk home that he just like takes a shortcut that nobody else goes down. Uh, people don't really do a whole lot of walking home unless you live like on the block. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, you get picked up by your parents around here. Okay. Um... Either that or hang out in daycare until your parents can come pick you up. There, There is not a whole lot of children walking home. Okay. In this part of the country. Okay. Can I roll read a bad situation? To, sure. There, yeah. Because there are some questions on there that would help me out better, I think. Uh, oh, no. Uh, um... Trying to, you know what? This is important. I think I will burn a luck. All right. So that's a twelve. I can ask any ding, ding, ding question I want. Do you have advanced? Yeah. Yep, I have advanced. Read All right. What is the best way to kidnap this child? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, okay. That's the quote of the session. <laughs> <laughs> We're all on watch list now. <laughs> God, what was... Uh, I think I was talking with Kat about something, and I said something like... I was literally typing out, I am Googling this for... I am Googling this because uh, I'm curious. It was, Do not... the, it was the name of those two particular big-name missing right. kids things. Right, right. It was it was uh, fucking Adam Walsh and Amber or whatever. I forgot her last name. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
<laughs> and I was like, please do not put me on a watch list. I'm just trying. I am just on a podcast. <laughs> you you modified your it. search to be to include the phrase missing kids to try to evade watch listing. Yes, I, I literally Googled. Please don't put me on a list. I'm just on a podcast, FBI. I'm sorry. <laughs> it wouldn't be the FBI, it would be the NSA. Oh, that makes things easier. <laughs> so there's a couple ways you can go about this. You can try to break into their house. Like in the middle of the night, you can just like full on boogeyman this shit. Okay. Just like wake the kid up, have a paralyzing object ready to go, and just like knock him the fuck out, get out of there, try and get back the original kid before sunrise. That's one of the options. Okay. See, the difficulty comes in, well, I'm not going to speak for Grant. Do you care if a panic is raised? I kind of do. Yeah, I do care if a panic is raised. So then you need to, well, there's multiple kinds of panics. There's one where you're like seen, like seen doing the abduction. That's one kind of panic. Yeah, 100%. The other is if the kid is absent for an extended period like you could just find a way to sneak into the school and pick him up when he goes for a bathroom break or something but then he never comes back from the bathroom and now the police are involved so how much do you care about that sort of thing well, we have a police person on the inside who knows that this person is a uh, is a shapeshifter. So, let's... yes, but she's not infinitely powerful. She is one cop. Yeah, 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 yeah. And she's not even a cop in Glendora. She's an LA police officer. This would get handled by Glendora police. Just remind Colin of something is you still have Dave and Dave's daughter in play. Oh yeah. I'm I am formulating good approaches right now. Okay. Alright. So and and it's based on like Grant's priorities. Okay. So that that one I care less about, but still kind of care about. Like is that you would like to avoid it if possible, but you are not going to be heartbroken if you have to get a little loud in this regard. Right. Okay. So... So you you could, like I said, just, like, snatch him when he goes to the bathroom at some point. Right. The, the quietest option would be to, like, have an in somehow have a reason to be present. So getting Dave involved is a good idea in theory, but it would take too long to execute on. Like we would be stacking up yet more days while mm-hmm. this whole thing gets put into position. Like if you if you don't mind like going really loud, 
you could start a fire. Like, start it in such a way that it's not going to actually put anybody in jeopardy. But in the chaos of a fire drill, you could be present to do a snatch and run. Honestly? Honestly, that is probably the option I'm leaning towards. Just a little bit of arson. Yeah. Okay. Unless there's a fourth option that is even better, then I think I am leaning towards uh, small amounts of arson and then snatch and grab. Not that I can think of. Okay. All right. Yep. Let's let's do that. I mean, if you want to get real fucking stupid and simple, you could just have Dave invite the kid over for a play date with his daughter. Yeah, but getting Dave involved, one, is an issue because he would not remember me. Also, yes, I feel like Dave would probably not be down for kidnapping. Yeah, also, Dave probably would not be like, down. Like, hey, buddy, do you want to <laughs> get involved in the kidnapping plot? Hey. You want to be an accessory? Want to be implicated in a felony? <laughs> yeah, probably the actual issue there is like if you weren't ready to immediately replace Perude with the person Perude is mimicking, uh, there would be a, a period of time where this child went to Dave's house and then was not seen again for several days and then just reappeared. That is not great for Dave. No. So, yes, fire. Okay. So, Grant Harrison, mm -hmm. I need you to first roll me act under pressure to get onto this elementary school campus without being seen. Okay. That's an eight. That's an eight. So, uh, I'm going to say that you can do it, but the only, like, safe spot that you could find is going mm -hmm. to make it pretty inconvenient for our part two of this plan. Okay. Or I guess part three, the actual yeah. grabbing of Perude. Yeah. And part two is lighting a fire. Yup. So, I'm just going to ask for a weird roll to do this. This isn't use magic. This isn't kick some ass. This is you are doing a cantrip. Just give me a, a weird roll. But yeah, that's a 13. It's a 13. All right. So very good. You start a fire and with a 13, I am going to say you start it in a place that is obvious, that is not in danger of spreading. And is going to smoke. So weird fire breaks out and like a minute later, fire alarms go off in the school. All of the doors fly open. Teachers start leading their kids out. And because this isn't a fire drill, it's not as well organized as it might have been. There is a bit of a panic, especially amongst the littler kids. So now I need an act under pressure 
And it's going to come out even, because it would be minus one for the eight on your act under pressure before, but you're acting on a read of ad situation roll. Okay. So it cancels out. So give me another act under pressure to grab Perude. That's a 12. I have advanced act under pressure. Excellent. So in the haze of the smoke and the chaos of the kids, you manage to like sort of insert yourself into the crowd without being noticed. You are you are going full on like don't look at me, don't look at me kind of aura mm-hmm. playing off of everybody's panic. And you manage to get directly in front of Perude with your inside out clothing. And he sees you first for your aura. She's like, ah, that sure is some magic rolling off of that guy. Better make sure I memorize his face. And then it's, oh no, he's wearing the bad thing. (laughs) Oh no. And he just like full body locks up, eyes wide, pupils dilated. This kid is, has gone like full mental shutdown. Yep. Grab him, shove the potion down his throat. Bring him into the invisible van. Yep. Scurry out, and with that advanced act under pressure, you escape no problem. Now, there is going to be the issue of this child is not going to appear in the head count, so you are now on a timer. Yep. Alright, I look at Amalia and I go, floor it, please! She already had the engine hot. (laughs) Burns rubber back to Emery's place, which is not too, too far away. Probably only like, probably less than five minutes if she runs a light. Honestly. All right. Just, you have a fucking garage remote by this point, so you can just pop that open, dive roll into the garage, and throw the runes into the circle to zip your ass into the spring court. Alright. What now, players? <laughs> I got a sleeping kid! Uh, 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 uh. You know, I'm going to be honest, I expected your brother to screw that up. Why? Because you're you. Okay. Uh... Dwyer just kind of smirks at you, Grant, and is like, you are exceptionally obvious. Listen, listen, I've got him. We need, we are acting on a time crunch here. We need to get like the kid, the actual kid, and take him back to his school before somebody notices that he is missing. And get the parasites out of him. Yeah. Good job, Grant. Thank you. Roxanne pats Grant on the shoulder. Thank you. Someone here appreciates me. I always appreciate you. Aww. So yeah, I guess we're just gonna um, leave her somewhere and move on to step three, get the other two? Or are we going to try and do the removal first? We can just keep this kid out for as long as we need to, right? Yeah, yeah, the Spriggan can hopefully take care of that. You don't know that you want to. Like, add a character that hopefully this freaking kid can take care of that. Like, the, I've got a potion going on, so. Yeah. 
Spriggan can absolutely keep this kid under for as long as you need. Cool. Okay. So it's up to you guys. Do you pull the parasites out of these two first and then go get the other two, or do you get the other two now? All right, so if this kid detonates, it kills the human, right? Kills everybody. Yeah, so, eh. Hmm. They're not really in play if they're out, so I'd rather get the two that aren't under our control. So the issue is, is that if you want to get the other two first, then you have to take the Spriggan with you, and he doesn't have that kind of range on oh, his spellcasting. Right. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So you can either operate on Yuris and Perud first, but that will take time and you're on a time crunch, or you can go fetch Itria and Eric and operate on Eric first, I guess, so you can throw him back on Earth safe and sound, just get that all resolved. But there's a chance that Perud might wake up and pop. This is probably the most mean-hearted answer to this, but like... I feel like in the grand scheme of things, slightly traumatizing this kid's parents is lower on the totem pole than not fucking this up. Yeah, honestly, yeah. Like, it's shitty, but also... I mean, kids just fucking wander off. Uh, but when... Especially oh. in a chaotic situation like that, just kid fucking wandered off, and then he just kind of gets picked up at, like, an arcade or something. Okay, but when the kid comes back, it doesn't have any memories of where he's been, because I assume he's probably, like, asleep if they, he's been just, like, asleep this whole time. They're going to think he was kidnapped, and that's going to fuck them all up. But better than a dead kid, so let's get to work. Yeah, yeah. Sure. All right, fair enough. He'll have to go to therapy for a while, but that's perfectly healthy and normal. I mean, if he was just sleeping the whole time, he might not even know. I was a kid once. I don't remember most of that. I was high on sugar most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the parents will be the only ones freaked out. Eric has been asleep this entire time, probably. The kids will just think like, man, I must have like three or four Slurpees. <laughs> like just a little kid equivalent of being blackout drunk. Just sugar high. Three day, like multi-week sugar high. All right. So, so, so. So, who are we operating on first? I mean, like, the kid's the uh, one who's not cooperative. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Fair, fair. So, the move number one is to sever the mating bonds between the star-crossed parasites. And it isn't hard, it's just a swing of a sword, but I want to know who's doing it. I Who guess I'm the, the most experienced tough. with sword. Oh, tough? It's a tough roll? I mean, it, I would assume it's a kick some ass or something. It, I kicked ass It's not. Oh. It's, I mean, we're, I, I'm asking this purely for bookkeeping's sake. It's it's not going to require a roll. Uh, oh, we're, well, we're all pretty experienced with swords. Like, I, I sword my arm. Yeah, and what have I been fighting with this entire campaign? Uh, a USB? Look, it's a sword made from my heart. Fair, yeah, it probably is most useful for Roxanne to use this. Maybe there's some kind of stat bonus. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, 
fucking synergize with my broken heart sword. There we go. Yeah. <sighs> All right. So it's Roxanne. So in addition to just like having kind of an operating table ready to go, there's a kind of like almost x-ray mm-hmm. machine. It's like an x-ray lens over it so you can see the parasites. And you can see that when you swing the sword like over it, like you can't see the bonds exactly. So you kind of just got to like wave the sword blade first around the kid and hope it hits something. Right. It's like I'm removing cobwebs. Yeah, but it does work. And you can actually see that like the parasites inside of Perude shift when the bond is cut. They, they become like agitated for a moment before settling. Okay. But you do manage to get all of the parasites inside of Perude severed. So that's done. Now we've got the batteries from Steiner's lab to help Grant with the intangibility spell. So, what I am going to ask for is a use magic spell. Well, no, not not use magic. It doesn't actually... Let me me look through use magic. I want to see if I can justify giving you your hand. You're not enchanting a weapon. You're not inflicting harm. You are doing one thing that is beyond human limitation. Okay. I'll give you that. So, there are three parasites inside of Perude. There's three inside each of them. So, I need three weird rolls, please, and you can have your hand bonus to all of them. Okay. Uh, That's a 13, so that's advanced use magic. I'll give you an additional plus one to one of them that you can hold. Okay. I also get a plus one from my thing, my move, um, Mystic. So I have plus two from that roll. Right, so, so, I'm, so. Do, I'm doing it. Give me a second. I was just doing bookkeeping. Another 13. That's your lucky unlucky number. Yeah, it really is. Uh, I would like to apply plus two to that third one. So it is a 10. <laughs> Very Jesus. good. So you get them all out perfectly. Prude is clean. And as these things come out, you can now actually like see them properly because you've only ever seen them sort of like through a a lens a, a magically induced oh, viewport I should mention I am standing on as far away as possible for this <sighs> so again you can finally see these things properly as you like reach in make your hands conditionally tangible reach in touch the parasite, make that as tangible as your hands, and then pull it out. And as it comes out, like, number one, the size of these things is very obviously malleable to their host, because once you've, like, fully extracted it, this thing is, like, boa constrictor big. Oh, jeez. And it is beautiful to look at. 
it has a, it has a sort of centipede-esque body structure, but it is much softer. It is not nearly quite so chitinous. And, you know, the, the legs are sort of fatter than a centipede's would be. And it is a, it is a beautiful color. There's a sort of purple that turns into a bright blue that runs down the center and the legs are this like almost candy color combination of orange and yellow and pink that turns into like a bright sunshine yellow at the same time it turns into blue along the center and it's got like multiple antennae up the head and multiple eyes and like tiny little mandibles. However these things eat, it probably isn't actually physical matter. They're they're real neat looking and they're real pretty looking. They're just also like terrifying ultra poison monsters. Yes. So Alright, in, into a tub you go, I guess. <laughs> yep. Especially prepared royal Tupperware to store the bug in. <laughs> So, that's one down. Now what? I think now, since we have the one that we were worried about, we should go get the kid and then come back and do the rest. Yeah, all right. Because that makes makes sense to me. Does it make sense to everybody else? Yeah. No, that seems like the sensible way to do things. Like, Eurys isn't going to start shit. Yeah. He's he's bound by a contract. Eurys is contractually bound. You need to fucking secure the bag. Yep. The bag being two uh, living beings. <laughs> I'm going to say that it would be... It would be narratively interesting, but also kind of narratively obnoxious to have Roxanne roll a seven on Angel Wings and put the Spriggan somewhere you can't access him. <coughs> so... Uh, I've been, I'm instead just going to kind of let that one slide and say that Roxanne can bring whomever she wants to the bug out hole. So how exactly do you proceed, everybody? I mean, assuming if they're going to be asleep by the time we get there, we can just go in. We can just like drop this guy here, like then move in as loud as we damn well want to and then get the bugs out of the kid, take the kid back home. There are traps that you don't know what they actually do, but Roxanne already knows how to get through them and she's the teleporter. So it's fine. Okay. The Spriggan can put Atria and Eric ultra asleep, you know, Eric's mm-hmm. already asleep. Double asleep, so therefore he wakes up. <laughs> <laughs> That's like a double negative. It's yeah. like in uh, Mortal Kombat when you double freeze somebody and you freeze yourself instead. Okay. So, Roxanne not only knows how to get past all the traps, she's been down in the room before. I made a point of that so she could just teleport into it. So, yeah. she can get down in there, grab the two of them, take them back to the guild hall, take Spriggan back to the guild hall, and Roxanne can 
sever the bonds on Eric. And now it's time for Grant to throw a bunch more dice at the problem. Uh, goody. Alright. That's a 12. 12. I have advanced use magic I... still. So I know. Uh, 14? Jesus. Good gravy. It turns out I'm a real good wizard. 11. I'd like I to turn that into a 12 to give myself another... Like to use a plus one to give myself another plus No. It's fine. This is like the end of a trading chain in an RPG where we're just like going downhill. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like we're playing Russian roulette in Lisa and I'm about to fucking watch Beastborn blow his head off. <laughs> I don't know if anybody has played Lisa other than me. No, I have not. I, I have watched enough streams of it to know what you are talking about. My extremely specific and kind of dark reference if you don't understand what I'm talking about. I do. Uh, so, congrats. You have cleaned out Eric. Now what? Uh, uh, let's get Eric back, like, now, before time fuckery screws us over even more. Yeah, all right. Uh, you c Roxanne can bip Grant back to the portal... Grant, you can load this sleeping child back into the invisible van. I'm assuming you told Amalia just, like, park outside and chill. We're going to need to do this in reverse in a hurry. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so it's not at all suspicious that you suddenly come running out of a house with a sleeping child in your arms, throw him into the back seat of a van, and peel <laughs> the fuck out. You have a garage to work with. Yeah, we do. <gasps> I know. Just having fun. I, I I go, out of curiosity, how long have I been gone? Three like, days. <laughs> no. Honestly, you know what? Because I think it's fun to occasionally have time fuckery work in the opposite direction. I'm just going to say, mm -hmm. like, five minutes. Oh, cool. All right. Nice. Yeah. All right. Where's the closest arcade to that school? <laughs> He's nine. You're not gonna drop him there. Just fucking. There's. What's nearby to there, actually? There's a Barnes and Noble nearby. There's a Best oh, Buy. Oh, yeah, that's where kids go. That movie <laughs> I mean, theater I doesn't exist yet, I don't think. Let's, let's I actually probably would have, too. I was super obsessed with books. Yeah, let's, let's drop him off at the Barnes and Noble. He might be a book kid. And even if he's not, who the fuck cares? We're just dropping him off at the Barnes and Noble. Drop him off at the Barnes and Noble. He reads all the manga, and he's like, "Man, Naruto is so dog cool. ears all the pages. Naruto is so cool. This is age appropriate." <laughs> uh, okay, but I really want to know, Grant. How do you deposit this sleeping child in a Barnes and Noble in a way that doesn't immediately get <laughs> oh, you with God. like citizens uh, arrested? Uh. <laughs> Actually, if you wanted to list off a couple more options, I would I would prefer that before <laughs> I immediately jumped to Barnes & Noble. I mean, like, the safest option is to... Is there just, like, like a park nearby, yeah, like, like, school? Um, yeah, is there, like, a park with, like, yes. a bench? Yes. That's still, yeah. like... The, the problem there is that that's abandoning this sleeping child in a park. Like, what I was going to say is you you might, like, parkour your way 
into somebody's backyard and get like into the field of Willow Elementary and just deposit the kid in a far corner and then get out. Yeah, okay. Let's do that. Throw him like a football. (laughs) (laughs) Give me an act under pressure roll. I want to see how well it goes for you. Throw baby into a... Fuck up. Yeah. Come on, it. It had. To, this had to fuck up somewhere. Yeah. At least this doesn't fuck up in a way where the kid dies. On the plus you side, step I level on up. an air horn. <laughs> Everyone in a five-mile radius turns to look at you, carrying this sleeping child. Grant's pants fall down, and everybody turns to laugh at his underwear. It has if hearts it was on it. Literally, if it was literally anything other than snake eyes, I could have made that into a seven. <laughs> if it was literally anything other than snake eyes. In fact, if somebody else if somebody else wants to help out, I can turn that into you a seven. You are alone. Am I alone? You are alone. Damn However, what I what I will give you, what I will give you is that you cased willow elementary pretty thoroughly as part of read a bad situation okay uh, i'm just gonna say that the read a bad situation roll still carries so okay you, you thank get you a plus one from that thank you it turns into a seven how uh i have plus three forward that i just spent yeah, Jeez, he, he really? had three in the chamber because he's been he rolled hyper yeah. good on a bunch of weird rolls earlier that's fair just back to back to back. Um, so the your your seven to nine on your act under pressure roll. Mm-hmm. Worst outcome, hard choice, or price to pay. You are you are seen, and enough of your identifying features are identified that you might have some problems being out in public for a bit, unless you start radically altering your aesthetic. Hey, guess what? I'm the void. That's valid enough that I actually need to change my answer. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> the cons- that's a good I catch. Need, I need, the I need, the I trick need, is that the consequence actually needs to be real. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. The consequence needs to be real. I rolled a seven. So I... <laughs> Good job kicking me in the teeth with that one, though. <laughs> um, okay, how would this go? How would this go? Then? I'm going to say that you are able to get on campus real easy, mm-hmm. but you cannot get out real easy. Okay. Like, the, the closest neighbor's yard backyard has a brick wall that you were able to climb on top of to then get over the chain link fence to get into the athletics field of this elementary school but there is no matching wall on this side so you would have to climb a chain link fence in order to go out the way you came in okay yeah no flying sticks even more obvious that's I grew giant wings. You're the void. <laughs> this is also true. I might <laughs> no. They just see an angel instead of Grant Harrison, an angel. An, an angel. Don't 
An angel found the child and delivered him to safety. Thank you, Mr. Angel. You have black wings. You're the Antichrist. That could actually work. That could actually work. No, don't waste your stupid stick. Just Fine. climb the fence like a reasonable. I was trying to climb the team link fence. I'm guessing you want it. If you fuck up, the stick is an option. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Act under pressure. Roll. That's a nine. A nine. All right. Um. <laughs> you your jacket. You know what? You. You know, you, you are scrambling so hard to get up that, like, on the dismount on the other side, you fall funny and like break your nose, you're going to take a harm that's going to stick around to next time. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> okay, so... I come, uh, into, I come okay. into the van holding my bloody nose and Molly is like, what the fuck happened? I'm like, I don't want to talk about it. Get beat up by a child. <laughs> Again. <laughs> so, drive back to Emery's house. Back into the spring court, because you're the only one who can do the the actual extraction. Mm-hmm. Okay. You've only been gone five minutes, despite all these shenanigans. Uh, can we not do three more sets of rolls, please? Yeah, please. I've done uh, well. I've, I've done so well. The, the problem is, is that if there's room to fuck up, I gotta, I gotta have that room be present. All right, all and, right. And it's only two rolls. You've only got Yuri Sinitria. So okay. in oh, total, oh, you're just I doing... need six... Oh, okay. Because you 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 did Perud and you did Eric, so now okay. you just need Yuri Sinidria. So it's it's going to be a total of six rolls, but I want them like three at a time to okay. see if shit fucks up. Well, thirteen. Thirteen. Stop that. Eight. Um, I'm going to use both of my forwards that I just got to turn that into a ten. Okay. And twelve. All right. Stop being good at magic, damn it. No. It's the one thing I'm good at. And then your last set. Okay. Thirteen? Jesus Christ. Fourteen? Jesus Christ. Roll fifteen. Fourteen! Jesus Christ. Are you cheating somehow? (laughs) Are these dice weighted? Hey, hey, you know what this means? You know what this actually means? Grant Harrison is going to fucking die next time. (laughs) What, again? I can't believe Grant Harrison is going to lose his other arm. <laughs> when I finish plopping the rest of the bugs into the bin, I look at them and I say, I'm a good wizard, everybody. Credit where it's due. I'm not in the operating room. <sighs> all right, so you all are asked to help transport these things to, like, a containment cell. I'm holding them as far away from me as possible. Yeah. Are we taking them to, uh... It seems like a thing where we would have to take them to, like, the center. We're putting them in, like, the ghost containment unit. <laughs> oh, no, but then Slimer is going to escape and release all the ghosts. Look, so long as there's not an elf Walter pack, we're fine. This is just going to be like a maximum security clean room that these things are going to be put into until the scientists are ready to get back to work and contain these things properly. 
the, the, the prince and princess do not make it clear if this project is actually going to get cancelled. Probably because they don't have the ability to declare that. Well, up to me. These things would all be burnt to death immediately, considering yeah, the last. same. These are the worst things, and I hate them. Now, here's here's the problem. Here's the problem, uh, Edwin Steiner. So you did roll like a four or something. When? Two sessions ago, you rolled like a six. You rolled a six like two sessions ago. Actually, at the end of the last downtime, which means that this is a hard move that I get to make. So, Grant Harrison, mm-hmm. you've got your tub of bugs. And as you are trying to shuffle into the, into the containment zone, you trip over your own goddamn feet. I said I was a good wizard. I never said I was a good acrobat. And you flail the container over your head and the three bugs in there go flying. Two of them fly wide. One of them goes directly onto Steiner's chest and burrows straight in. Well, no, no, I literally saw this coming. Do I not have a chance to react? I'm afraid you do not. This is a hard move. The, yeah. the text on it is something bad is going to happen to you, not might. This, this is a sure thing. Hmm. I go, well, shit. Uh... Is it actually dangerous if there's not a paired one? Didn't we break all of the bonds? I mean, not unless you freak out. I'm a little bit upset. Mostly at Grant. That's fair. That is 100% fair. So, uh, these other two? Scoop them up, put them back in the box? How are we doing this? No, seriously, is this thing actually dangerous if it doesn't have a paired bond? Because we broke all of those, right? Dweer just sort of examines you and is like, well, there's still the problem where it can't trigger a mated pair, but it can be triggered itself. If we do this extraction wrong, it can still release its own poison. Alright, get the damn thing out of me and don't don't fuck up this time. I didn't fuck up a single time. You literally was... just tripped over your own. When feet. I was extracting them, you interrupted me. Alright. Okay, calm. Boys. Calm and collected. Just Yep. Alright, let's let's do it. Let's Ten! Yeah, I gotta Um Oh. I did not ask for that roll. Okay, fair enough. There's there's an issue here. I gotta, I gotta throw one last wrinkle on top of this pile. Okay. And that's that... Uh, and that's that Steiner is Steiner. Steiner is the champion. And he has champion stats, and that affects anything magical that interacts with him. Oh. Ah, he has a turbo tapeworm now. So when you put Steiner on the table and you turn on that weird 
omnichromatic x-ray machine and check it out. The parasite, even though it's been like single-digit number of minutes since it entered him, it has changed. It has it hasn't radically altered. It doesn't like have wings or a second head or anything. But it definitely has like sharper angles to its body. It, it is more explicitly centipede-like now. Oh, that's disgusting. It's really gross. Hmm. And that might mean there's a complication to the extraction. Grant, how about you roll me read a bad situation? Okay. That's a 12. I can ask any damn thing I want. You can ask three of any damn thing that you want. Uh, what is this complication? Uh, so, I said before the what these things feed off of is unknown. Well, this one is now actively feeding off of Steiner's mana, and the last time something did that, and it, it its body was ruptured, it exploded. Like a hand grenade. So, it's probably even more volatile now. It would probably take less to trigger it than the others did. Okay. How do I safely extract it? You might need to actually treat this thing like a live grenade. If its senses have been enhanced by this, it might notice that it's been extracted from its host and detonate itself. And that might cause damage to everywhere. Question. Possible answer. I don't need to be put under. Can we just put the worm under? That is a possibility. I would probably give you a bonus for that, but I would not negate the damage because it also operates on like yeah. just instinct. Yeah. Like your but your body can flinch if you're punched when you're sleeping. I mean, I like a bonus. Bonus sounds good. Yeah. Um. So I still get an third. Yeah. One thing. more. To restate and re-clarify my answer, mm-hmm. you might need a way to just get this thing the fuck out of here the instant you have it unbound from Steiner. I look directly at Roxanne. <laughs> <laughs> Bestest bomb disposal unit in all of reality. Yup. I'm not throwing it into the fucking portal this time. I'm letting it go off on its own. <laughs> Um, and then the third question. Lean on this fence too much, it might break. You could just, like, ask how long this thing is going to take to go off, I guess? Yeah. Because, like, I don't know, maybe knowing the fuse timer might help us a little bit in that regard. I'm spitballing. Yeah, there we go. How long will it take for this thing to pop off? Uh, See, like... It needs to be... The questions you ask have to be things that you could reasonably deduce, and I'm trying to figure out like how I would give you the answer. Uh, I'll do it this way. You should assume that you have at the most two seconds. Okay, so second one, toss it to Roxanne. Second two, Roxanne teleports into the middle of nowhere, Deadlands, drops it and teleports back. So I will, I'll, I will confer to her. 
okay, Roxanne, this thing might blow up, so here's what's going to happen. You will probably might have or will. Uh, better chance of it will than it won't. Okay, so it's going to blow up. Got it? Uh, not necessarily, but uh, I what's going to happen, I'm going to get this thing out of Steiner, throw it to you, you teleport to the Deadlands and drop it and come back. We have about maybe two seconds. No pressure. All right. Steiner has no comment. He's just submitting himself to the procedure. This is all bullshit. Uh, yeah, it's bullshit. <laughs> so, I'm expecting Colin to roll hot fucking fire again. Okay. I'm expecting Colin to fuck us up. So it's probably not necessary to give you a plus two to this, but okay. you're getting it anyway. Okay. Fourteen. Fourteen. Excellent. So... She <laughs> might have only rolled up twelve instead. <laughs> <laughs> so, this time, instead of giving you a forward, what this is going to mean is that when you hand this football off to Roxanne, she's got extra time because you did the extraction extra good, so Roxanne, I'm not gonna... I guess it is a... Is it a cool role to do Angel Wings? Uh, it's a weird role. It's a weird role, but also didn't you establish that I don't need to roll for animals? Angels are yes. also pretty weird. A, I, I was just asking out of curiosity because what I'm actually having you do is roll Act Under Pressure, but you're getting a plus one to it because of Grant's 14. Okay. I will Act Under Pressure. <laughs> oh, I didn't, oh, I didn't put the plus one in, actually. That's a seven. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Look, this is like the one roll I've made all session, I think. I think oh, sorry, sorry. This is the second roll I've made all session. I've made so, like, so many rolls. You have. Jesus Christ. Grant's fucking stack here. <laughs> 12, 13, 13, 8, 12, 14, 14, 11. <laughs> 13, 13, 14, 13, 12, 14. <laughs> Roxanne rolls a six. <laughs> I rolled a seven. <laughs> you rolled uh, a six. You got a seven. So, Roxanne, you you have the football and you teleport into the Deadlands and you drop it, but it detonates before you can get out. I'm going to have you take two harm, ignore armor, and it's going to stick with you to next hunt. Okay. No, actually, I'll reduce that by one because it's a seven and not a six. That makes sense to me. So okay. a harm. And it's going to stick around to next hunt as this massive ball of the fire that makes up Steiner's crown just erupts in front of you and you stumble backwards as quickly as you can but do take a very magical cinch that is going to take considerably longer than usual to heal literally up. come back singed because I, when I was standing there when the green sun was birthed <laughs> I, that was a little bit of a stretch, but it was basically a fucking son being born. 
Yeah. But with this, with, with the super parasite now properly disposed of, the other 11 in their containers and the child rescued, the situation is now finally under control. Now, this was a thing. Yeah, it happened. You know what? I just can't believe that went as well as it did. I'm a good wizard. Relatively, yes. Dwyer and Quinso are, like, relaxing by inches. That the crisis has been solved. So, yeah, relatively speaking, this went pretty well for our biosimits. No one died. No one more or less got what they wanted, except... I mean... Nobody really dies, usually. It's just like, hey, we dealt with unforeseen variables pretty well. So as as this little group is filing out of the guild hall, just ready to call it a day, Grant, Dweer actually, like, kind of congratulates you on a job well done. He says that you showed yourself to be surprisingly competent. He is actually a little impressed with your work today. And then he remembers the part where you tripped at the end and he's like, oh wait, no, I still think you're an idiot. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, that was, I mean, I did what I had to do in order to make sure nobody died, so. <laughs> so, now that you have established that you are a plenty competent wizard for a human might try some oh what do you call it gymnastics classes <laughs> uh, dance lessons I'll, I'll take it into consideration but Quenso on the way out she she's at the front of the pack she actually stops and puts one hand on her hip and turns back to the rest of you. So, what's going to become of the sword? Well, I suppose if you're going to keep researching these things, you will probably want to hold on to it. But, I don't think any one house can be trusted to keep it, so maybe it should be contained in the center until we need it? <laughs> do they even know about that? Like, I guess they probably do, but I like, it's a big secret? Like, is it them? Is it too big for them kind of secret? The royals all know about the center. Like, when, when you say that, she doesn't look, like, confused about what you're talking about. Somebody throw me, like, a sharp roll, real quick. I do this. Okay. Ten. Hey, ten. So, the center might be the more politically intelligent option, because if you leave it with the spring court, there is almost 100% odds that they will eventually figure out that this sword is only a few days old. Yeah, so also, definitely the center. 
Yes. Also, like, leaving it within reach is kind of just authorizing them to uh, continue experimenting, because, like, oh, hey, we've got the tools to counteract this. We can just do whatever we want, versus if it's stored in the center, that means there is an entire, like, to-do about... Well, they probably can't really get it back, but it's available if needed. Really. Actually, yeah, not as I think about it. I'm definitely going to keep this in this, or give this to the center, because if you guys just have it, you'll just feel that you have an out and can just experiment on these awful, horrible death worms that I hate. Oh, she does not take kindly to that phrasing. Like, you are absolutely justified in phrasing it that way. She does not care for that, Roxanne. Oh my god. Forgive me for my crassness, but I just had one in my chest. I'm trying to think of how to, how to fucking... I'm trying to think of damage control here. Oh, right. Shit. I forgot about that. <laughs> like, okay. Oh, no. Like, I'm totally justified in my anger. Yeah, oh, you, you are. absolutely are. That is a 100% perfect in-character response. It just unfortunately makes Roxanne's life a little more difficult. I'm not being nice to Roxanne this month. Okay, uh... No, so the backstory for the sword was that Grant got it from his... from his, uh... sect. Yeah. And... <sighs> oh yeah, that is a thing. Yeah. I could always just give it to them. Right. We could instead be like, what Dr. Steiner means, I think, like, give him a look, <laughs> is that it makes the most sense for it to be kept close in the event it's ever needed again, because it is a very, it is a sword with a very specific purpose, apparently. But keeping it in a less political spot would probably be would probably wor- uh, go better with Grant's uh, order. I mean, they are giving up a magical artifact in this case. Uh, I am sorry about the language there. I'm just a little bit upset. I did not mean to insult you. But, well, that's, I don't mean to insult you. I don't as a fellow scientist, I don't mean to insult you. I did just have a near-death experience. I am I'm a little bit upset about that. It's not your fault, and I shouldn't have taken that on you. But given that this sword does belong to the... Well, it's a bit of an issue, isn't it? Because it technically, by rights of ownership, belongs to Mr. Harrison's order, but it almost certainly originated here. I suppose Mr. Hessen should contact his order and see if they're willing to let them store it here? Yeah. Yeah, Quenso will actually turn to you, Grant, and ask you, would there be any objections from your order to housing it, if not in the Spring Court, somewhere in the Feywilds? Um, I don't think there should be. Uh, I'll check in with them first, but yeah, there, sh- there shouldn't be any issue with that. 
Grant fucking lying because yeah, Horner's never heard of this. It should be really easy to fake a phone call in front of a race that doesn't have phones. He technically told the truth because they shouldn't have an issue with it because it's not theirs. Yeah, <laughs> they should. They shouldn't have an issue with it. Like I. Just... <laughs> Bring, I, I call bring. them. I call them. The, they're like, "What the fuck are you talking about, Harrison?" Harrison, why are you contacting us? <laughs> Grant fucking calls Domino's. <laughs> <laughs> I made a call. It shouldn't be an issue. <laughs> <laughs> and like, he he doesn't even actually have to make a call because the Fay Wilds has no cell reception except yeah. for the Winter Court's laboratory. Yeah, and so his like, cell reception goes through me. Yeah, he just has to like go to Earth, chill out for five minutes, come back, be like, "All right, I called yeah, them. They're, they're good. They're they're a little bummed out about it, but they're willing to let it happen." Okay. <laughs> So, with that final obstacle resolved, (laughs) you all leave the guild hall and return home. I am not going to make you roleplay getting the sword to the center. It's that that's not something you would be able to do. That's like it's agreed upon that you give it to fucking Wenrine and she'll have it transported there as a hyper-neutral party to this whole circus. Mm-hmm. <sighs> then you can all go home. It's like two hours later, Dr. Simon in his bed, like, it's admitted to this the fuckers who made the cockatrice. <laughs> Yes, and the mutant displacer beast. There is something I I wanted to talk to Roxanne about, though, real quick before we end the session. Uh-huh. So, Roxanne, uh, something I've been holding off asking for a while, and I figure, you know, it's... Uh, now's a good time as any now that we don't have anything else going on when we were talking to Mesa they mentioned something along the lines of you keeping something from me some information yeah yeah I I'm not gonna... I'm not gonna him and haw about this, okay? Okay. I just wanna say that... I don't know, it's just... When would have been... I don't know when a good time to tell you this would have been. So, do you remember... Do you remember the... The Archer... Deal? Uh... I will kind of never forget it. I gesture to my brand. Right. Right. You had said that, you know, nothing, no one had ever really, like, gotten hurt before. Yeah. And so Ashley mentioned 
to me, told me that there's there's some bodies to this, Grant. People have died. It's I don't know. How many? Six. I don't know their names. I don't have the exact information. You could... I know you talked to Ashley. You could probably ask her about it. Okay, well, I'm gonna be a little sick. Um, that's part of course these days, I guess. Um... If, if I had even known about one, this, and I would point to the brand again, would have happened a lot sooner. I only found out about it, like, the day of, and I should have said something, but I don't, I don't know. No, it's, it's understandable, like, you, that's a hell of a thing to know and to try and find a reasonable way to bring up. I, I should have okay, but Grant, I should have made an effort though. Like, this is something you deserve to know, and I I fucked this up. If you're not mad at me, then I don't know. Maybe I should be mad at myself here. I'm a little mad at you. It's just a, a little. A little. Um, but again, it's kind of overshadowed by my feeling like an absolute piece of shit person right now, so I I don't know. I don't know. Maybe maybe just I don't know. If you ha if you need to say something else to me about this after you've thought about it. You know where I you know where I live, you know how to get a hold of me, and I don't Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm going to go home and not sleep. Yeah. Could have a have a nice night, Grant. As nice as you can have. Yeah, you too. I'll talk to you later. Yeah. And then Grant heads home. And on that exceptionally sobering note... I think it's time to end the session. Yeah! Hooray! Hooray! <laughs> Listen, I needed to get it done sooner or later. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I kept thinking, like... I kept having, like... I was thinking it to myself, and I was like, shit, who even told Grant that again? Was it Ashley? No. no nobody told Grant nobody about told. that. Right. I had it in my head that somebody had told you about it 
but no, someone had just like obliquely referenced it in right. your presence. Right. right. Okay. So the only thing that I like had prepared ahead of time was just like, when's a good time to tell somebody that they fuck that they're responsible for the deaths of six people? Well, it's a little more than that after the archer, but uh, Grant at least knew about those. So, yeah. Is it um, six people including the archer or six people not including the archer? Six people not including the archer? Grant doesn't actually know about the other two from the archer. He never knew about the archer's time limit, and he never knew that you guys exceeded it multiple times when you retreated. So there's Didn't still he? two more bodies that Grant doesn't know about. I mean, like, okay, if I knew that, I would have been upfront about it, though. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so we can we can say that that's a known quantity. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't like keep that after keeping another thing. That's all I'm getting right. at. Right. Because at that point, Grant legitimately would be pissed at Roxanne. Like, it would override him feeling like a shitty person and be like, okay, no, fuck you. But no, if if she's like open about it and we just because Chloe forgot about it and then we can just. Yeah, yeah, Grant's fine. Yeah, Grant's fine. Stating in here. So yeah, it was it was six in New York. There was the one that started the archer hunt and then Mm -hmm. two because you guys broke the time limit multiple times during your retreat. Yeah, so six total. Or nine total. Nine total. Yeah. However, a third of those were from one thing. Uh, okay, so. End of session. Yes, the mystery was concluded. Hooray. Yes, we definitely saved someone from certain death or worse. Mm-hmm. Multiple people. Uh, did we learn something new and important about the world? Uh, the, the spring court are freaking bringing back extinct animals. Yeah, we finally figured out who's making all those weird animals. I mean, we knew that. We knew that. I knew that. Yeah, but like we're now we're learning they are Jurassic parking this shit, which I feel is important enough. We learned some shit about like uh, the pre-court days and like we learned some things about like we learned about changelings. Yeah, we learned stuff about changelings. Yeah, we learned about like Adel uh, having like traveling companions too. Yeah, that's a bit. That's a bit of lore. We we learned some stuff that nobody really knew. Is the thing. Yeah, yeah. And then, did we learn anything new and important about any of the hunters? Grant's a fucking awesome magic surgeon, apparently. With a body count. <laughs> any good surgeon has a body count. <laughs> One surgeon had a 300% fatality rate on a single on an operation on a single person. He's the best surgeon ever. Wait, one of them Wait, was himself. What? Yes. Oh, okay. So there was this guy, he prided himself on how fast he did amputations. So, this was before anesthesia, by the way. Yeah, this was this yeah, this was before anesthesia. So what he did was he demonstrated how fast he could do the amputation. So what he ended up doing was he sawed the leg off. He ended up killing the patient because the amputation was done wrong. He killed his assistant because he accidentally cut off his fingers and the, the infection killed him. And I think he... Who else did he kill? Somebody in the audience had a heart attack. Oh, yeah, yeah. Somebody else... And somebody in the uh, audience had a heart attack. So he had three fatalities on a surgery with one person. 
The only Jesus known, Christ. The, the only known time that a surgery has had a 300% mortality rate. They then encased that man in carbonite and hung him in the Hague. <laughs> because good fucking lord, my dude. Okay. All right, so everybody gets two experience. Robert Liston, that's his name. There we go. I'll have two experience things. Yeah, so do I. Who, who leveled up today? I did. How many experience did we get? Two. 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 Okay, so now I leveled up. Nice. Does anybody know what they're taking? Yeah, I'm just going to put a point into tough so that I don't have a negative tough anymore. Um, right on. It's good if I try and poison you all again. Um... What stat do I have when you have a plus one in? Sure. Uh, yeah, I'll take a plus one to uh, to my sharp as well. Finally get that back up to three. Yep, I'm once again wizard detective. Hooray. Actually, you know what? I feel like this is definitely a move I would want. I'm going to take another move from my own playbook. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to take wise soul. Uh-huh. Which, uh, whenever you use magic, right before you roll, you can ask the keeper what exactly would happen on a miss. If you dislike the risk, you can stop at the last second and let the spell fizzle harmlessly. All of the effort is wasted. Huh. So you just choose to skip your turn if you fuck up bad enough. No, I get to decide if I... I get to, when I cast a spell, I get to uh, basically go, hey, what are the risks? And if I don't like the risks... Mm, okay. And just choose to do something else. It's a, I get to know the consequences before I make the action kind of cool. Move. Oh shit, I, oh, I forgot I had, I forgot Cast the Bones was a thing. Eh, but Cast the Bones is a sharp roll and I may, I might as well just like, I don't know. I'm like, I, I, I didn't see Cast the Bones and I was like, oh, I'll take Wise Soul, I may as well. It's just another like roll before the set, roll before the session starts kind of thing. Okay. Mm. Actually, it's during a session, even. I mean, it's it's up to you. You haven't used Wise Soul yet, so we don't have to commit it if you want to change. Um, can I think about it? Yeah, absolutely you may. I'm definitely going to take a move from another playbook, but I don't know if it's going to be Cast the Bones or Wise I will have an answer for you for the next session, or at least at the start of it. Oh, we still have to take Absolutely. gear. Yeah, uh, Roxanne and Steiner both have unused gear tokens. I keep yep. forgetting that. You know what? I might just upgrade the goggles to have magic vision, too. I want to use my unused gear token to take the five demon back. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we'll have to discuss that later how exactly that's going to work surprise me no uh yeah i'll I'll just write it down uh somewhere here it's like a bag of many animals from dungeons and dragons you just pull out a fucking ball and throw it and then it turns into a demon instead of a rhino or some shit that's honestly what my thought is right now is that roxanne essentially gets options Says she has a maximum of five options that act in close range. You are close, magic holy. 
But again, we can hash that out later. Yeah. Ape, if you want to add the magic tag to your goggles, you absolutely may. Cool. <sighs> okay, so good session, good hunt. Pretty wild departure from our usual formula. It's pretty good, though. I like when things depart from the usual I had formula. Fun. Yeah. I hope you guys I did. I rolled like twice in that session. Most of it was just role play. Yeah. yeah. A whole, whole lot of talking, very little fighting. You fought, you fought a swarm of hummingbirds. That was it. Um, so uh, today was this session was extra long because I, I like I had the plan for like Steiner has to get the worm inside of him, and like with the way things are going, there's no way I can split this into a fourth session because session four is going to be like 30 minutes long. <laughs> and and no, I don't even get out of bed in the morning for that. So we just kind of went hyper long today. It's fine. It's fine. I hope everybody still had fun, despite the lag. I did. Yep. I had fun. I am extremely glad to hear it. I felt like I did things and not in a I felt like I did things outside of punching monsters until they died. Yeah. Hm. Punching monsters until they die is fun though, but not all. <sighs> well, I do have good news that we are going to be moving back to punching monsters until they die for next hunt, but there's going to be complications for it, as always. Wouldn't be a hunt without one. Uh Speaking of next hunt, we're not immediately moving into next hunt. We're moving into a downtime next time. So, players, I'll need your plans. Uh, I know what I'm doing for Roxanne because she's given me something incredible. Uh, yeah. And I know what I'm doing for Grant. I need to figure out what I want to do for Steiner. Make him pay for his crimes. <sighs> Crimes. Steiner is never Wait, no. <laughs> no, never mind. I've committed actually quite a lot of crimes. <laughs> actually, you know, come to think of it, Steiner did literally pay for his crimes, though, so. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but that's next time. For this time, I know my players enjoyed it because it told me so, and I like to believe them when they tell me those kinds of things, but I also hope that the folks at home enjoyed it this time. It was, uh... It was fun breaking from formula so thoroughly, and I hope it was fun for you all to listen to. Please join us for next time, when we advance the state of affairs a few more steps. Oh! Oh, I know what I'm doing for Steiner. Oh, that's right, I actually need to, like, advance things a few more steps. Okay. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, so, uh, look forward to that, folks at home. Look forward to that, my players. There's, um, there's going to be some, there's going to be the culmination to an arc in particular. But that's not until the next time we play. So, until we get to that point, have a good rest of your day, folks at home. It would mean a lot to me if you just had a good one.
Good night. Good night, everybody. Good morning or good evening or whatever the hell time it is when you're listening to this. Later.